Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hi again, friends. Guest 5, Janine Cheyenne. Thanks for coming. Um, it's nice to have a few people here, you know. Um... Like I said, these talk shows are, are good for me, too, and strengthen me and encourage me sort of thing because we do have quite a battle on our hands, you know, trying to trying to learn, you know, um, about God's Word and, and um, you know, trying to stay in a direction in the system that's, that's going to keep us sane, you know, and, and try, trying to learn the real life and, and what life's really all about, you know, because... This system and Satan tries to keep us spinning around in circles that we we don't know if we're coming or going. You know that as we get older, time gets faster and faster and faster, and we're just kind of going with the flow. We don't have a direction, and uh, these talk shows seem to help uh, for me anyway to to keep keep a direction and keep focused a little bit. You know, because it's not easy. So. Um, this time of year, it was it was funny. I I thought of this subject all last week sometime, and you know I got thinking about it today. I thought you know that's kind of funny, that's kind of weird because this same subject uh, I chose last year about the same time to talk about. You know I I I wonder whether it might be something to do with Halloween. <laughs> you know because um, what I what I chose to talk about this this week I was studying again. Uh, is what happens at death, you know, when we die. And, um, you know, are we really going to see our loved ones again? And uh, the ones that have died, are, are you know, are they going to see us or are they going to see each other? You know, so I just want to talk again a little bit about what happens at death. And, um, you know, take take the scriptures from the Bible, of course, and then you can put them together and, and, and draw your, your your opinion. So I'm trying not to, um, you know, state my own opinion, just basically the, the little bit that I've learned in, from the scriptures. Um, we all know how empty we feel, you know, when we lose somebody in death, and we've all lost someone, you know, whether it be a friend or someone that's close to us, you know, and, and we feel so helpless, and, you know, it's only natural that we ask, you know, like, um, you know, where is this someone? You know, are they still alive some, somewhere? Will they ever live again? Um, you know, so when you when you think about God's Word, you know, which is the best information that we can get because it covers so many subjects and it answers so many questions in life, um, when you think back in the beginning when he created Adam and Eve, and when he said to Adam, he says, when you sin, God told him, you will return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you will return. And that scripture there is in Genesis 3 and 19. And um, that's exactly what he told 
you know, the, 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 the first human pair. If you sin, you will die. And, and what happens when you die, you will return to the dust. And you will be in a state, you know, Adam would be in a state that he was before he was created. So before he was created, he was just in God's thought, you know, God's imagination, and God created him. He was not alive. He had no thoughts. You know, he, he was created. And um, I'm just gonna, looking at that scripture in Genesis 3, 16. Find it here. Just read it right from the Bible. Um did I get that one right? Three nineteen. I'm sorry, friends. Um, it says here, "In the sweat of your face you will eat bread until you return to the ground, and out of it you are taken. For dust you are, and dust you will will return." Hey, that's just one scripture there. And then um, there is a, a scripture in Ecclesiastics. I'm going to. Um, look up here um, basically death is the opposite of life okay and in Ecclesiastics 9 and 5 and then 10 in verses 5 and 10 I'll read what that says um, it says for the living are conscious that they will die but as for the dead they are conscious of nothing at all. Neither do they have wages because the remembrance of them has been forgotten. I'm just going to read also down into verse 6 here. Also their love and their hate and their jealousy have already perished and they have no portion anymore to time indefinite in anything that has to be done under the sun. So they don't love, they don't hate, they're not jealousy. They have no portion uh, to have anything to do with life anymore. Um, they're they're not aware of anything. Okay, um, and then over in verse ten, it says, "All that your hand finds to do, do with your very power, for there is no work." No, nor devising, nor knowledge, or no wisdom in Sheol, the place in which you are going. And we've had studies before, and we've talked before about what the word Sheol means. Sheol means the common grave. Okay, just to make that clear. The place in which you are going. So there's no wisdom, no knowledge, no work. So everything that you can do, you know, with your hands, do now with your very power, it says. Okay. Um, um, this basically means that the dead, they can't do anything, they can't feel anything. Um, it says... Uh, I'm just looking at my notes ahead here a little bit. Um, also, there's a scripture in Psalms. Janine's saying the dead sounds peaceful. Well, yeah, it's in the sleeping state. And we'll talk about something like about that. 
a little while later too about Lazarus. Um, uh, there's a scripture in Psalms 146, 3 and 4 that talks about in that day his thoughts do perish. His thoughts do perish. Okay, He doesn't die and then go somewhere else and keep thinking. But uh, let's read that in Psalms. Psalms 146. Find it here. You know what I should be doing is is marking every single spot in my Bible. I think I'll start doing that so it doesn't take me so long to find it. Sometimes they come up pretty simple, and other times it just seems to take forever. Psalms 146, um, 3 and 4. I'm going to have to start doing that. Um, Psalms 146, verse 3 and 4 says, Do not put your trust in nobles, nor in the son of earthly man, to whom there is no salvation. His spirit goes out and he goes back to the ground. In that day, his thoughts do perish. Okay? He goes back to his ground. You know? And in that day, his thoughts do perish. Thanks, Janine, for putting that up. Um, so, like, when, when a man or woman dies... The spirit, I'm going to take it slow here just so we can get this point across. The spirit, which is our life force, okay, which is sustained by, you know, our breathing, okay, that's our life force. That is our spirit, okay. I know a lot of men and women, we've been taught that, you know, our spirit goes and goes off somewhere else, okay. Because the the scriptures say that the spirit goes back to God, okay? Um, The spirit goes out of the body, so the body no longer exists, okay? The sense of hearing, smell, touch, and taste, everything, it all stops working. And according to the Bible, the dead enter into a state of complete unconsciousness. Now, there's more scriptures that talk about that. Um, it says uh, that both humans and animals are in the same state of complete unconsciousness. Now, I know we've been taught, at least I, I have been taught and have learned when I was younger, that our spirit leaves us and goes to God or goes somewhere else. And then, yet, yeah, what about animals? You know, well, some people think that the spirits of animals go somewhere else too. But that's just something to keep in mind, that the Bible talks about animals being the same type of soul and having the same type of spirit as man, okay? So when they die, they're dead. They're in an unconscious state. They're in the ground, and they're awaiting, humans, man anyway, are awaiting basically a resurrection. We'll get into the resurrection a little bit a little bit later. Um maybe or at another time. Now, as one dies, so the other dies, 
but they all have one spirit, and there's no superiority over man or beast uh, when it comes to souls and spirits. Okay, they're all going to one place. Um, in Ecclesiastics three and nineteen and twenty, it says that they have all come from the dust, and they will all return to the dust. And the spirits that make animals live is the same that makes humans live. Okay? That's the invisible life force from God, okay, that goes out. And and man and beast both return to the dust, you know, from which they've been made and created from. Okay? We've talked a little bit more, you know, we've talked about the soul. Because between soul and spirit, it gets kind of confusing. You know, and um, we've talked before about this, so um, I'll just read some more of the scriptures that says that the the soul, you know, like is our body, you know, basically is the easiest way to explain it. Um, Let's see, how can I put this here? They do not have a soul. They are a soul. Um, Let's, there's a scripture here. Let's maybe look up in Genesis Genesis 1 and 20 and also in 30 Genesis 1:20 and that was in the beginning of course and God went on to say let the waters swarm forth a swarm of living souls So they're living souls. I just noticed here I've got marked also down in verse 21. And God proceeded to create the great sea monsters and every living soul that moved about. Just showing here, okay, they're living souls, okay, that live in the water. Okay, so the animals have life as a soul. Um, I've I've learned too that in some verses, some Bibles, they use the word creature instead of a soul. But in the marginal readings, they agree that the word soul is what appears in the original language. So there might be some Bibles that instead of using the word soul, it used here uh, in the beginning of creation the word creature. But you look over into the margin, and they'll say that um, that what appears in the original language is the word soul. So that just kind of goes to show us that, that soul is living, okay? And animals are souls, okay? Um, in Numbers, chapter 31 and 28... It talks there about uh, um, many animals as well as men and women all being souls. Anybody's got any questions, I'll try and watch the chat board here. I pop up and take a look every once in a while. Yeah, right on. Janine's talking about grounding, yeah. Like you never hear of animals being, you know, as, as sick as mankind. 
because they're always grounding on the earth, and uh, you know they're not eating the same same as we are. Yeah, grounding. We're connected totally. Eh? That is where Carl has taught us all. I'm just reading what Guest Five is saying here. That is where Carl has taught us all. All man was created equal, for sure. Thanks, Five. Yeah, for sure. We definitely are. Doesn't matter what color we are either, eh? Or what nationality, because he created all different types of flowers, all different types of animals, you know, all different types of bears, all different types of birds. Why wouldn't he create different types of, of men and women? Beautiful, beautiful. You know, when you think of his wisdom, it like just it's just wonderful, just wonderful with it. The wisdom that he has, and 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 the love that he that he puts into all of all of his creation, you know, to make all different types of men and women, also different cultures, and like life is not going to be boring in the new system. <laughs> it's going to be so much to do. But understanding, understanding, you know, God, we we really have to work hard on it because if we believe in God, then then we believe in Satan, and we believe, you know, the the whole story from the beginning of creation, you know, about Adam and Eve, you know, unfortunately sinning right in the beginning. And God had to allow them the freedom of choice to do that if they chose to. That showed true love on his part, that he really gave them freedom of choice. And and he did tell them in the beginning, you know, what was going to happen. In that day that you 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 do sin against me, you will die. And it just shows how much Satan is a liar and, and, and Satan is still still trying to mislead us from the truth. He's still trying to mislead us and, 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 and get us to believe that, oh, no, you won't die. You will live. Like Basically, like God's the liar, you will not die, he told Adam and Eve. And, you know, and look where we are. We're all dying. And, you know, I'll... I'll I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself again here, but um, that's why I try and stick to my notes so I don't get ahead of myself. So we just have to keep that in mind that we're being misled all the time. And, you know, I could be misleading you too. So, of course, research this, this yourself. And that's why I really want to pull out scriptures, as many as I can, and you can get your own opinion. Um Here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna look for a scripture right at this moment. And um, again, in Ecclesiastics, yeah, this is a good one. I I think I'm gonna like. Well, I mean, I love, love them all, but I I'm just trying to stay in some sort of a a little bit of a pattern here or a rhythm, or whatever you want to call it, instead of getting sidetracked. I can get sidetracked so easy. I just enjoy doing these talk shows, and I, mean, I really appreciate you coming in. And it's so exciting, you know, to, to learn these truths. In Ecclesiastics, chapter 12, verse 7, it says, Then the dust returns to the earth, just as it happened, and to be, and the spirit itself returns to the true God who gave it. Okay? That's a really, really, really good one. 
I'm, I'm not actually going to highlight this one here because I had I had it marked in my Bible, but I didn't have a highlight, and I love that one. Okay. Now, what this shows is the spirit in the beginning. Remember when when God breathed into Adam's nostrils and he became a living soul. Okay. He breathed into him the force, the active force of life from him. You know, that's like as you know, if, if somebody dies on us and we're gonna give them mouth to mouth, we just breathe into to, to them a force of life, brought them back to life. But but God, you know, breathed into Adam the the force of his force of life, his active force of life. Now, when we die, this breath, you know, this final breath goes out of us, and this force is is basically God's back to God. Um, we don't go back as as a live being, you know. I'm jumping ahead of myself here again, but I'll I'll try and stop myself, but I might as well finish what I'm saying here. Um, The point is, when the Spirit goes back to God, the point is, God still has the power, you know, again, to resurrect us, like he did with Jesus, and like he did with many, like Jesus did with many on the earth. They have the power to resurrect and bring us back to life. Like when we die, God can resurrect us with with that Spirit that he gave in the beginning. You see, does that make any sense? <laughs> what, what I'm trying to say, like I said, I stumble myself when I get ahead of myself, and I hope that I haven't um, confused anybody with that. But keep that in mind. Think about that because that's what it says right here. Then the dust returns to the earth, just as it happens. It happens to be, and the spirit itself returns to the true God who gave it. Okay, it's like electricity. Okay, that that force is is God's. That power there is, is God's, and He will use that power. He has us, you know, all dead in His memory, and when the time comes, the Bible says there will be a resurrection when it is the right time. Okay. He will use his active force, his spirit, his life force, his energy, and it'll be put back into the men and women that are dead, and they will be brought back to life, the ones he chooses. Okay, that's the type of thing that's happening here with, with the spirit, with God's spirit, his power, his, his active force. The scriptures that say, too, you know, his spirit, his active force his energy, um, his power, his power. Um, Only by his power can the spirit or life force be given back so that we can live again. And I've got a scripture here that I've got highlighted in Psalms 104. Psalms chapter 104, verse 29 and 30. 
if you conceal your face, this is David speaking, if you conceal your face, they get disturbed. David's probably praying here. The title here is in the Bible, Spirit is Life Force. Okay? That's the title within this chapter. Spirit is life force. So I'll continue to read that. If you conceal your face, they get disturbed. If you take away their spirit, they expire. And go back to their dust, they go. If you send forth your spirit, they are created. And you make the face of the ground new. Okay. So, let's take a look at that again. If you take away their spirit, they expire. Okay. So, when we expire, this spirit goes back to God. This energy, this life force is God's. It's it's his. And, and you know, uh, it says, and if you send forth your spirit, they are created. And you make the face of the ground new. To help you see a little bit about the spirit. Hi, Bug Size. Thanks for dropping in. Okay, so the spirit is God's active force. It's his power, it's his energy, and when we die, that energy, it all goes back to him, the one who created it. And we wait, sleeping, peacefully, until um, God, in God's due time, we wait for the resurrection through Jesus, by Jesus. You know, so it's really nice to know, you know, because this time of year, you know, I feel so downhearted about the children that, you know, are going out and dressing up and, and um, you know, are, are, are being misled um, in ways that, you know, they think the dead are coming out of the ground and there's wicked spirits, you know, which we know, we know as adults, you know, as, as men and women, that you know, if we believe in God, we, we know there are wicked spirits, but you know, they're, they're, they're not wicked spirits that, like, are coming out of the ground from our, 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 our loved one's graves, you know. It's not like you're going to walk in a graveyard and the spirit's going to come out of the ground, which is could be somebody's mother or father, you know, or brother or sister. You know, this this time of year and this Halloween, this is what this all teaches, and, that, and that's Satan. You know, Satan trying to mislead us from the truth of the Bible. You know that the dead do not come back to life again until until God says so until uh, Jesus reign until the resurrection time because if that was the case you know when you think about it if everyone when they did die went somewhere else there wouldn't be any need of a resurrection why why in, in Revelations and in the end days and after God's war in Armageddon why does the Bible say and Jesus say you know, all those in the memorial tomb will hear his voice and come out in the last days at the end of this system of things. 
the Bible, it talks about the resurrection in the last days. I know Mary Mary even spoke with um, Mary Magdalene, the one that was at uh, the well with Jesus, even says, I know that we will be resurrected in the last days. Everyone knew that even back then. So it just doesn't make sense that, you know, if if we died, or when we die, if a spirit left us and went somewhere, um, there wouldn't be any need for a resurrection if that's the way God had made had planned it, if that's the way God organized it. But it's, it's Satan trying to mislead us, you know, so that we don't understand the truth, we don't follow the truth, um, that we'll be led astray, we'll be led on a wrong road. Um, so that's why it's so important to really study the Bible and, and get to know what it says. Pray about it, you know, always pray about it. And uh, don't take my word or anybody else's word for anything. You know, listen to everything you need to and you want to and, and put it together yourself. You know, it's like we do with everything else, right? You know, we study the, the Internet and, and you know, you just can't go by what one person's word. You know, we've got to study and research and study and research. So, And it's so important for us to understand the truth, especially you know, to be able to tell these little ones, you know, that are being misled constantly, you know, because um, God is is not a part of everybody's normal, you know, everybody's normal life anymore, you know, and they're being misled by the commercial system, you know, Halloween, Christmas, Easter bunnies, tooth fairies, and Satan, 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 you know, all these lies, you know, all these lies. Anyway, I'll go on. Um want to talk a little bit about Lazarus, you know, talking about resurrections, okay? When um, Lazarus was dead for four days, okay, this story here will help us understand the condition of the dead, okay? So Jesus told his disciples in the beginning, when he said, Lazarus, our friend has gone to rest, and I am going to a journey there, and I am going to awaken him from sleep. But, of course, his disciples didn't quite understand, and so they said to Jesus, well, if he's gone to rest, he'll get well. You know, I, I imagine it was quite a journey for them to go there. Like, when they got there, Lazarus was dead for four days. And, of course, Jesus would know you know, that Lazarus was dead the day that he died, you know, but somebody, you know, probably came and told him or whatever. But anyway, it took, it must have taken them four days to get there because um, when he got there, somebody, um, well, he told his disciples, they said, well, if he's gone to rest, he'll get better, right? He'll, he'll be well. But then Jesus says to him, he has died. Okay. So to Jesus, really, he was sleeping. You know, so that's kind of like the the state we're in when we're we're dead, we're sleeping. You know, when when we're resurrected, it's going to be like, uh, you know, we just woke up and we didn't know what happened, and you know, we could have been dead for thousands of years. You know, so when, anyway, when Jesus got to the village uh, where Martha was, the sister of Lazarus, um, she said, "Oh, you know, like Jesus, um, he's been dead for four days." And, and and she said, Lord, he must smell by now. And uh, But Jesus said, 
remove the stone. There was a great big stone in front of it. And then uh, he yelled out to, to Lazarus, come on out, Lazarus, come out. And Lazarus, come out, all wrapped up in his grave clothes. And Jesus told the people around him, let him loose and let him go. Um, that's in John eleven eleven to 44. You know, maybe we can put that on the, the chat board because that's, that's a real encouraging story to, to read. Put that in here. John 11, verses 11 to 14, did I say? Oh, 44, pardon me. To 44. So, now, when you think about it, when you read that story, like, what was Lazarus' condition, you know, when he had been dead four days, right? Okay. Even, Even Martha knew that, you know, the body would be, you know, in pretty bad shape, the body, you know, full of maggots and and uh, really decomposing. And when you read the story, you'll find out that um, he wasn't in heaven. Lazarus was a good man, but in, in the Bible, he never said anything about being in heaven. And you know, if he was in heaven with God, why would Jesus resurrect him and bring him back? You know, to a life to die again. You know, it just doesn't make sense and to go through pain and suffering again. So if Jesus was in heaven, or if Lazarus was in heaven, it would almost be cruel for Jesus to resurrect him and bring him back to the earth, you know. But anyway, so everybody, of course, naturally would be happy that he was alive. And, you know, he'd be happy that he was alive, you know. So there's no one in the Bible that says that uh, Lazarus was anywhere else, you know, when he was dead. Like Jesus said, he was sleeping, you know. And let me look back here and see if I can um, see if there's a scripture that I can think of. It's got to be in there anyway, somewhere in John 11. 11. I haven't read the whole thing this week myself, friends, so I really can't say. But anyway, so um, so Lazarus was really dead, and. Um, so when you think about it, yeah, the the reason that Jesus told him that, you know, his, his friends, that Lazarus, Lazarus was sleeping um, is because like in Ecclesiastics uh, that we've read back in 9 and 5, it's just that the dead are conscious of nothing at all. Okay, That's why Jesus said to his friends, uh, Lazarus is sleeping. He was conscious of nothing at all. And remember the scriptures that we just read a little while ago. You know, it said there's no more love, no more hate. In that day you die, your thoughts do perish. So not even dreaming, you know, not even in a dreaming state. In that day your thoughts do perish. Everything just totally quits working. The brain dies, as we know. Okay, but uh, this is the thing we have to learn is, you know, where... Where's uh, about the spirit, you know, and and what leaves and what goes anywhere. So we've read a little bit about that, about the spirit 
uh, being God's active force. His energy is, um, I'm trying to think of other terms, ways of describing God's power, you know. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here again. I'll just continue on uh, a little bit here. And I've actually went through this a lot quicker than I thought I would. Great. Um, so Jesus was going to show that by means of God's power given to him, his friend Lazarus could be awakened from death. Um, like I said, so when a person's in a very deep sleep, he remembers nothing. They have no feelings at all. They no longer exist. But in God's due time, the dead who are um, ransomed by God will be raised to life again. And um, this knowledge, you know, should should you know want us to you know win God's favor, kind of thing. You know, we want to be remembered by God in order to be brought back to life, because you know any of us could you know die at any time, you know, and we we lose loved ones all the time. Um, I just wanted to look up the scripture that talks a little bit about the, the resurrection, the promised, the promise, and that's a quite a, a common scripture that people use a lot. Um, in John 5 and 28, that's quite a familiar scripture that most are familiar with when they talk about the resurrection. Thanks, Janine, for putting them in. Um, John 5 and 28. Yeah, excuse me. Do not marvel at this, Jesus is saying here, because the hour is coming in which all those in the memorial tombs will hear his voice and come out those who did good things to a resurrection of life and those who practiced vile things to a resurrection of judgment. So many, many, many have an opportunity to be resurrected and be brought back to life. You know, just because, you know, like who are we to judge? We can't judge anyone. So just because we we may think that someone that that had a bad life, you know, or was a bad man or woman, you know, we might think, oh, we won't see them again. We can't be the judge of that because, you know, Jesus gave up his 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 life for us. And once we die, it's it's like uh, it's like marriage. Once we're divorced, you know, that that breakup right there separates us. You know, like um, like a divorce until um, death do do us part. You know, till death do you part. Once we die, we ha- we have basically. Oh, how can I put that into words? We are forgiven, kind of thing, of of all our sins. You know, we will be resurrected to some sort of a judgment, but um, judgment is is not just like grand jury, like here on earth. You know. Um, you did these good things and did these bad things. The judgment period is really quite different um, with God. Um, it's nothing like what we have here on earth. 
Um, so there are many, many men and women that, that have died over history that are going to have an opportunity for life. You know, because especially, especially because they have died before the end of this system. You know, they they never really, ha- you know, there's so many that have not had an opportunity to get to know God. You know, to really get to know Him. You know, their their life may have been cut short, you know, at, at a young age. Or the opportunity just didn't happen. Just did, just didn't happen. For whatever reason. You know, we don't know. So there's going to be many, many that are that are going to be resurrected. And um, like I said before, we have to have faith and believe in this because the Bible tells us that, um, as I just read, there will be there will be resurrections and they'll they'll be like in the last days. Um, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself here again. I'm getting into the resurrection, but I want to just wanted to stay into something uh, positive, you know, and and at, by the end of this show you know, um, have some some more uplifting information for men and women to think about. Um, be, instead of thinking about death, you know, it, it's nice to know that, um, you know, when men and women die, they're not suffering, like the lies that we, that we've been we've been taught, or I was taught when I was young. You know, if you're a bad girl, you're going to hell. And so, you know, you had a fear of God, but it wasn't a healthy one. And you only wanted to be good so you can get what you want. And that's exactly what Satan wants. You know, that's where, when he went to, when he was testing Job, if you ever read the book of Job, he was a man of integrity to God. And and Satan at that time was allowed to roam in the heavens with the other angels, with the assembly of the other angels, and he went to God, and he actually come to God, and he says, that man Job there on the earth, he's, uh, you know, uh, really a man of God, isn't he? And, you know, God praised him up. You know, yes, yes, he is. And Jesus mocked God by saying, you know, basically, if I'm able to touch him, I'm sure he won't c- continue to be a, a servant to you. I'm sure that he's only... Um, serving you because of look at all the good things you've given him you know he had a farm he was rich he had um, a wife and many children I'm not sure how many wives he had but uh, he had many many children and he was doing really well and and Satan basically mocked God you know and said let me touch him because I'll bet you you know um, that you know he won't stay faithful to you because you've, you've given everything to him so that's the way Satan works you know he He's a liar, a deceiver, and that's that's what he does to us. You know, he's he's trying to mislead us with with all sorts of different teachings on the earth. And and if we're on the wrong path, we got a problem. You know, and even like if I'm on the wrong path, I've got a problem, and we all do. So we really have to keep searching it out and keep praying, and you know that we can find some truths. And um, I'm just. Um, you know, happy to be able to to share the the little bit that I know, and this encourages me also. You know, to study myself and um, you know keep keep working hard at it. Uh, I'm just looking on the the chat board here. Guest five is asking, has anyone watched the movie called The Book of Eli? 
Eli. Now, is that is that a book guest five that's in the Bible? Like, is that for Elijah or is that just Eli? Oh, Bug Size says he's watched it. Oh, Jeannie Marie. Hi, Marie. Hi, sweetheart. I haven't watched it. What do you think of it, Jean Marie? I guess I'll have to watch it. I'm going to write it down here. Eli. Is that is that on YouTube? Guess five. Look. Eli. Like a movie theory about the end and prophet. Memorize the Bible to keep it safe. Memorize the Bible to keep it safe. Hmm. Writing this down here. Like has a gift from God. I'm just reading what Jeannie's, Jeannie Marie is writing here. Thanks, guest five. Definitely a different theory. Jeannie Marie is saying, I'll have to watch it. Let's see what it's all about. Um... I don't know, friends, what uh, what more to talk about here. I just wanted to go through that that issue, and I, I I'm sorry. I think I have a tendency sometimes of going through through things quite quickly sometimes because I I want to make sure I get all these scriptures um, covered, which you know I really didn't get all covered that I was thinking. So if you like. Um, I think maybe we could pull up uh, another couple of scriptures here that talks about the soul, just to define the soul maybe a little bit. Um, and um, if someone could put the scriptures up for me, that would really save me some some time. That would be super. Psalms 22 29 Psalms chapter 22 verse 29 and I'll read that I want to kind of distinguish a little bit of the soul showing that you know the soul is the body it does not go off and leave us you know like God's spirit comes out of us and it leaves us and it goes back to him. 
soul doesn't. In Psalms 22, verse 29, remember in the beginning of the Bible, it said that God breathed into him and he became a living soul. Okay? Now this one here in verse 29, um, a little further down, well, I'll read the whole the whole verse in verse 29. And the fat ones of the earth shall eat and will bow down. And before him all those going down to the dust will bend down. And no one will ever preserve his own soul alive. It's like our own soul, like our own being, our own body you know, which God calls a soul. Um, Also, talking more on the soul, um, Ezekiel, chapter 18, verse 4, about the soul. chapter 18 verse 4 says look all the souls to me they belong as the souls of the father so likewise the souls of the son to me they belong the soul that is sinning it itself will die It's not like something that can live on and on and on. This And in 20, again, it says, The soul that is sinning, it itself will die. Okay, there's plenty of scriptures that talk about that the soul, you know, can die and will die. And in Joshua... Joshua 10, Joshua 10, verse 28 to 39. Okay, I'm not going to read that because it's so long. And I highlighted everywhere in there. It says um, that you can find seven places where the soul is spoken of as being killed or destroyed. And that's in Joshua 10, chapter 10, verse 28 to 39. Just in that that small, those few small scriptures, you'll see seven places just within there that uh, talks about the soul being killed or destroyed. Um, You know, when you, you think about Jesus, 
I'm just looking at some scriptures here talking about Jesus pouring pouring his soul out into, until death. You know, showing that even Jesus Christ being a human soul, like just, you know, the body died, that he poured his soul out okay, unto death, like as a sacrifice. So he actually died. You know, because if he didn't die, God would be lying. Jesus would be lying. Because if he didn't die, he would not have been, had given himself as a sacrifice. You see? If he just... When they hung him up and crucified him, if he had left from there and went to God, he would not have really been sacrificed. He would not have really died. He would not have really paid the price that, that God said was the only possible way of ransoming um, ransoming the sin that Adam had done. The only way that, that they're, the only ransom would be a life for a life. Okay? In order to to balance out the justice that 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 has been done here, in order to save us, that was the only way um, to balance out this 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 injustice was a life for a life. So Jesus had to die, okay, in order to actually be a ransom for us, to actually be a sacrifice, and and to give us back life, because we had lost life. Adam had lost it for us. We're all, we were all doomed to die. There was no way out. Because when God says something, it's got to happen. Because he told Adam and Eve, in that day that you sin, you will die. And so mankind, all are going to die along, along with this, this curse or this command by God. And the, the only way to, to give us back life was for God to give up his most perfect sacrifice. It was his own only begotten son, his perfect son, but transform him into a man and for this man to give up his life as a sacrifice for what Adam had lost for us. So it had to happen that way. So Jesus had, had to die. So if Jesus didn't die, then... then the whole Bible theme would be a lie. See? So that's why Jesus had to be dead those three days in, in, in that cave. Jesus had to be dead. And God, you know, pulled the stone away. And God resurrected him. This is also why when, when, we, when I get in talking about the Trinity, you know, that God and the Father and the Spirit all being one, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Because if Jesus was dead those three days, he had to be dead in order to be a, a true sacrifice for us. He had to be dead. Or he was not a real sacrifice. That's a farce. It would be a lie. So, And God had to be in heaven or wherever. God had to be the one to resurrect his son. It can't be God dead in 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 in, in the uh, 
in the tomb and, and God resurrect himself because then he wouldn't really be dead. Right? It just doesn't make sense to me. Because if something's dead, like really dead, they, they, they can't bring themselves back to life. So it couldn't have been God that was that was that was dead. It had to be another being, which, you know, to the best of my knowledge, was His Son Jesus Christ, His only begotten Son. And um, if you study the word "only begotten," to the best of my knowledge, that means created with God's own hands. Adam and Eve and the creation here on the earth was created all through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was God's master worker. And they did everything together with the angels. And they they did all this together, the universe and everything. But Jesus Christ was the only creation created strictly by God with no other help, with no one else. He was, you know, you know what I mean, created by God's hand, totally. So he's his only begotten, you know, his. I think I, I, I think I'm getting my point across. I'm just trying to figure out other ways of explaining it, but uh, I, I'm sure I get my point across. And, and um, there's. Of course, scriptures that can talk that talk about Jesus Christ being God's master worker, and they did everything together, and the pleasure that they had doing things together. You know, there's just so many beautiful scriptures um, talking about um, how much Jesus Christ loves His Father, and how much the Father loves Jesus Christ, and um, Jesus spoke even in um, in the Bible about my father finds delight in me. And and of course, you know, Jesus Christ found delight in doing the things for his father. That's that's all he ever spoke about was I'm I'm going to do the the will of my father. Not my own initiative, not my will, but the will of my father, the one that sent me. I do what he has commanded me to do. And with pleasure. It reminds me of a time when um someone came to Jesus and said, Jesus, please heal me. You can heal me if you want to. And Jesus Christ says, I want to. And he healed him. And, uh, you know, so that kind of love, aren't, you know, aren't we so very fortunate to to have a loving God and, and know that we don't have to live in this, this system, like this way, you know, forever and ever and ever and ever and ever, <laughs> you know. Chatboard. We're into natural cures. Lemons and baking soda. Ooh, good for the teeth. <laughs> 825. Please uh, have anything you want to chat about, friends. You're more than welcome to. 
because I'm not. I wish somebody asked some questions and then I could uh, chat. I really don't know what friends want to hear. You know, I really like to talk about things that friends want to talk about. You know, or that have any questions or something we can look up. I guess I'll have to get creative. It's only 8.30 here. What's on your agenda today, Janine? Are we Have we got you here for another half an hour? Well, maybe she slipped out for something. I'm just trying to think of something different, you know, because um, it's been a lot of the same friends, and I... And I love it. And thank you so much, friends, for coming and keeping this show alive. Um, you know, so hopefully we can um you know, eventually reach out to, to other friends and you know, this is wonderful that you are here so that uh, you know, maybe we can help help someone else, you know, is what it's all about. Um, like I say when this helps me too, but I'm not doing it just for me. You know, I'm doing it for God, you know, to spread God's word and and for man and women, you know, others, you know, that are um, so lost. You know, because I, I know when I was, you know, and like n- not that I do everything right and correct and perfect and everything else, but I know when I was first studying the Bible, and I had Bibles all over the place, all over my tables, and it was so confusing, and I went to different churches, and and one time I, I felt like just swiping my whole table right clean. I thought, oh, it's like studying common law, you know? Um, you get so much stuff in your head, and you're so confused, and so much information, and I'm um, thinking, oh. But, you know, once once you start to learn some truths, there is no going back. You know, and and you'll never stop knowing. And uh, once you know them, they're always there. So, um, you know, our mind's not like a computer. We just can't delete, delete, delete. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I could. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we can't. So once you start learning some truths, you just can't, just can't go back. So, But it can be so, so confusing. And, and, you know, and some people give up. You know, they give up, unfortunately, too easy and, and and Satan's after us all the time, and it's it's not always too easy. You know, we can get trapped in in this system of things, and all of a sudden we're by the wayside, and we think, whoa, how did I get here? How did I end up in this predicament? You know, and what a fight to get back, you know? And this is why, um, like, the, the armor of God, we need to, you know, maybe we can look that up. There's something that I haven't read for a while. Good day, cleaning up a few things. Thank you, Sonia. Okay, Janine. Yeah, you have a wonderful day, and thank you so much for coming. I know it's your day's just getting started, so you're ready to rock and roll, eh? Yeah. Thank no, I was, I was listening. What What I do is I put it on mute, and I also pull the plugs out so I can walk around the house and I can listen it comes out of the speakers so I listen to them oh but, yeah but to actually talk I've got a 
put the plugs back in the headset. Yeah. Oh. Well, it sounds like you're, you're getting your system down there pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's um, good speakers, good headset. Mm. Wow. So what are we looking for? The armor of God, Ephesians 6.13. Yes. The full arm of God. Thanks, Janine. Yeah, I thought that would be something that would be encouraging for us to Ephesians. Okay. Therefore, take up the full armor of God. Okay. Here we go. Stand firm. Okay. Start. I know it's in more it's definitely more in more than one place. Yeah. Okay. Eleven. Put on the complete suit of armor. Put on the complete suit of armor. Yeah, do you mind if I read that? It is a little okay. Yeah, it is a little lengthy, but um if you can picture it, you know, picture our body and um and a suit of armor. And it says picture, well, picture, I can't be getting tired already. (laughs) Put on the complete suit of armor from God that you may be able to stand firm against the mechanisms of the devil. Because we have a wrestling not against blood and flesh, but against governments, against the authorities, against the world rulers of this darkness, against the wicked spirit forces in the heavenly places. On this account, take up the complete suit of armor from God that you may be able to resist in the wicked day and after you have done all these things to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, with your loins, okay, your loins girded about with truth. If we can try and visualize these pictures and every time we walk around, I've been trying to memorize them, you know, and think, okay, I should have the breastplate of righteousness and blah, blah, blah. But stand form there for with your loins girded about with truth. Okay, truth. Having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the equipment of the good news of peace. So that means like running around and telling everybody about the good news of peace, eh? You know, like using our feet to to go around and tell everybody, you know, in our mouth. Okay? And your feet shod with the equipment of the good news of peace. And above all things, take up the large shield of faith. It is a large shield. Faith is big time. Yeah, in which you will be able to quench all the wicked ones burning missiles. So, you know, we'll have a lot of men and women, you know, trying to knock our faith down and, you know, you know, calling us names or whatever or, or trying to tell us, you know, we're wrong in our belief, you know, and what we believe in and stuff like that, you know, um, you know, 
we may want to learn from others, but for ones that are criticizing and, and trying to just put us down and, you know, ones that don't believe in God and telling us, you know, we're we're basically on a losing mission sort of thing. Those are the ones, like it says, um, that we will be able to quench all the wicked ones burning missiles. Because this, this is what it will be like, ones that are trying to knock us down. It will be like burning missiles coming at us. So we have to have the large shield of faith for sure so that we will be able to quench all these burning missiles. Okay, put them out, put them out, put them out. Okay, also accept the helmet of salvation. Okay. The helmet of salvation. So accept the helmet of salvation. So like, you know... It's like being being under God's wing, you know, the helmet of salvation. We we know it's there. We, we're going to be protected. Our head is going to be protected, you know, with the helmet of salvation. And the sword of the Spirit. The sword is God's Word. You know, as long as we study the Bible and learn God, God's Word, no matter what anybody throws at us, we'll be able to... Um, use God's word as a sword and say, oh, no, 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 no. This is what God said. I remember my daughter when she was young and she was learning the Bible, and somebody said to her, well, how come this and how come this and how come that and how come this and that? And she says, because the Bible says so. (laughs) And I thought, good one, good one, kid, (laughs) because the Bible says so. So the word of, you know, the word... The sword of the Spirit, it says here, that is God's Word. And while with every form of prayer and supplication, you carry on prayer in every occasion in spirit. I'm just looking on here. So yeah, those are, those are the, 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 the pieces of armor that um, we need to keep on, keep thinking. And, and, and he uses the illustration of our body, so it's easier for us to remember. The complete suit of armor, okay? Our loins girded with, girded with the truth, the breastplate of righteousness, have your feet shod with the equipment of good news of peace, the large shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit. And, of course, prayer. That's an interesting one. I like that one. That's that's really, you know, I had a picture on my my, my computer. And I, I change my pictures every once in a while. But I did have the, the, the armor of God, you know, which pointed arrows to every part of the body and, and showed, it showed this, these scriptures here, you know. And um, it's good for us to try to, to memorize that, which I haven't, which I haven't. I have good intentions and lots of times think of it, but I don't have the whole thing memorized. But um, we do know that the Bible is our sword, and we do have to have faith to go along with that. So um, with, with prayer, having, having prayer and, and faith in God and having his word, the Bible, um, all else will come together. 
you know, as long as we keep studying hard, we should, you know, I, I don't, but we should read every day, you know, and pray every day. You know, and it's so easy to, to fall into bed and be too tired to, to get on your hands and knees to pray, but, you know, we all know what we should do. But we're imperfect human beings, and hopefully God forgives us for the little things that, you know, and he does. He says, ask. He says, just ask. And always, always ask. Don't, don't stop asking. Keep on knocking. Keep on knocking. So that means just don't ask once. You keep on asking. Yeah, I'm just reading the chat board here. Uh, yeah, Cheyenne's got this 1800 Bible. I think it's 1816, is it, Cheyenne? She might, she might have laid... In the 1800s. Mm. But she says it's hard to read. Oh, it's got to be... It'd have a lot of thy, thou, yeah. thine. These thous and thuses. But it would be cool. It would be cool to um, to look at and compare. I would love to do that. I'd love to be able to compare. I do that. Oh, he actually. Well, you told me it was your son had it, but he actually gave you that Bible. I thought you said it was eighteen sixteen or something, something like that. And I thought, wow, that's that's. Um, yeah. Wow. Well, need to have, yeah. That'll be like next year. It'll be two thousand, two hundred years old. <laughs> Anybody have anything particular they like to think about? Yeah. I'm kind of at a loss at the moment. I just. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't have been wouldn't have been cheap to buy a Bible that old. That's for sure. Yeah, because so many older things, you know, um, end up going into museums and and uh, you know, if if they're of any value, like um, I don't know. Uh, translations maybe or if you know there's a collector that basically wants to use it for um you know translating another bible or rewriting another bible or something like that you know it's 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 funny what's valuable to one man and, and not another but uh like i say if a man or woman could travel around the world it'd be interesting wouldn't it you know so you could see a lot of different translations and and in old old scrolls, you know, that have been found over history and, you know, things like that. So we just have to basically, you know, study. We're, we're very fortunate to have the Internet, you know. Yeah. And there's a lot of um, 
there's a lot of men and women that you know that have been able to travel and and um you know go to these museums and see these museums and of course there's a lot of people that that teach the bible too you know that um can show you in in books that they've wrote or whatever like things that I've learned too you know you can actually see stones and 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 um ruins you know ruins from history you know um artifacts and things like that around the world that actually prove the bible to be true you know um yeah in our in our bible study you know we're doing daniel you know and everything in our bible study um you know and it even points to these you know like big walls you know with hieroglyphics you know cliffs with all these hieroglyphics on that you know were mentioned in the bible and they've they've only found recently oh yeah yeah it's just it's just amazing just amazing stuff yeah so we've just finished daniel and we're going on to revelations next we're doing bible prophecy yeah and um you know, it's just, you know, I said, oh, what do I need to know? You know, I prayed to God, oh, what do I need to to know sort of thing? And I ended up at this church for Bible study. And um, what this this pastor, Pastor Barry, is just, just amazing. It's just amazing with the knowledge that he has because he's read a lot of different Bibles. Um, he will only read out of the King James, though, you know, because he said that is the... That is the Bible, but he's yeah, you know, and he's and and he's read a lot of different prophecies and different stuff, and he gets on the internet and he researches stuff, and you know, and then he prays about it, and then his own knowledge of it is just incredible. The amount of knowledge this 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 man has. Yeah, because Revelations and Daniel, they're they're very they're symbolic, hey. Eh? And um, yeah, yeah, they're they're very deep, and they're you know only certain ones can really understand. You've got to be close to God because God only allows certain mm-hmm. ones. You know, like some say, there's no secrets in, in the Bible. There is no secrets, but they're only given to certain ones too. It's just like prophecies back, whenever you know, He only gave certain ones knowledge. You know, not everyone has that knowledge, and and He will. You know, as we can see in the world today, you know, there are so many, so many of the world that don't even believe in God and, and don't even believe in the Bible. So, yeah. you know, um, he hasn't allowed them to see because they're not ready and they don't want to. So there's there's no sense. It's like if we're trying to, to teach somebody something and they don't want to see it, you're not going to bother. You're not going to bother it. until they're ready. That's the freedom of will. That's the freedom. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, yeah, Daniel's, yeah, Daniel's and Revelations, yeah, this just way beyond me, you know. I but it's it's it, every everything points to, and he's just more or less said it. The Antichrist is the 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 Roman system. Well, I saw a scripture somewhere, and I'll have to find it. I'll write that down, Janine. Yeah, because he, he, you know, like it's it's like when the Roman system started, you know, like um, so many years before Christ. Um, and he said, if you have a look today, the Roman system, it's through the Catholic Church, 
it's it's in the judicial system, it's in governments, it's all this Roman law that that the whole world seems to run on. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember reading somewhere that the 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 Antichrist was one who denies basically denies Christ. You know, when you want to when you make it simple, boil okay. it down, they yeah. deny the deny Christ, and you know that's the majority of the world. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I've heard a lot of people say there is no Christ, there is no God, and that's the way they feel. And so, what do you, you know? And, and the Bible says uh, that's the Antichrist. So I don't know if, you know, how, how it could be just an individual country or or an empire, um, when when there's so many individuals that feel the same way. I'll have to find that scripture. I'll, I'll um, research that, Janine. What, what are you looking for? Um, the Antichrist um, is one who denies Christ. I'm going to have to write that. Um, Can I, there is John John 2.22. He, um, who is the liar? It is whoever denies that. Jesus, um, John four three, but every spirit that does not acknowledge, um, such every every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus, such a person has the spirit of the antichrist, which you heard is coming into the. Hang on, I've got to bring it up. Where is where is that Janine for? That's um, one John, one John, first John. Um, um, chapter four, verse three. First John, chapter four. Yeah. One, one John, chapter four, verse three. Mm-hmm. It says, "Testing the spirits." Number two says, "By this you know the spirit of God." Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, of which you have heard that it is coming, and now it is already in the world. You are from God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Thank you. That's um, one John, uh, yeah, chapter four, verse verse three and four mainly. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm just looking at it. Janine, where is it that you go to that you can type these scriptures up so quickly? Um, I just put it in Google, and Google brings it up on Bible Hub. Oh, on Bible Hub. Yep. Okay, I'm gonna write that down. Bible. Mm. Uh, thank you, Bible Hub. You just Google. You just Google the scripture in, and it just comes up. It, yeah, I just, or, or you just Google the saying I, in. Pardon me. Well, you, I just I just Google the saying in, mm. and then look for the connection where it's because there's other oh. different connections to different Bible things, but the Bible Hub seems to be the best one because. It'll give you, it won't only give you, it'll give you like the new 
the new international version, the new living, the English translation. You know, um, you can have sermons, topics, songs. You can comment. It's even in Greek and different languages. So it's like in the key, it'll tell you what it says exactly in the King James Bible. In the King James Bible, it says, and every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. Whereof ye have heard that it should have should come, and even now already it is in the world. And that's quite obvious, isn't it? Because ever since the beginning of time, and especially around Jesus' time when Jesus was here on the earth, they 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 didn't want to accept Jesus as the Son of God, and that that He was the Christ. Even then, so yeah, like it says here, furthermore, this is the Antichrist-inspired expression which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. So that's in, that's in John, First John, and um, so this John would probably, you know, be the one that was alive when uh, Jesus, you know, was alive and telling his... Uh, his words yeah, from so, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, so and there's also um Well here's um, one, give you um you know like if you if you just just put it in put those words into google it'll actually give you a couple of paragraphs where it could be from in Mm -hmm. the bible Mm -hmm. or where it's mentioned and then you can just go in then you can see oh it's in this one it's in this one it's also in this one wonderful I, i just usually look at the back of the bible and um I know even in the back of the Bible, not everything, you know, if there's a certain scripture that you've seen, sometimes you have difficulty finding it. You know it's there. You know you've seen it, but you just can't find it in the back of the Bible because the back of the Bible would have to be, oh, twice the size of the Bible to cover every single scripture that's in it. <laughs> you know? So um, it, it, the back of the Bible, the, the index, if that's what you want to call it, um, or whatever, um, just cannot cover every single scripture that's in the Bible. So that's wonderful. Okay, I'm going to get into that more too when I'm studying a specific subject. Just get right into the internet there and do that. Yeah, find and just, more scriptures. Just Google it. Just Google it, and 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 it'll have where they are. Where you know, like different ones. Like we saw that one was in one John four, and then the other one was in you know one was in two and three and the other one was in you know like 23 and the other one could be in mark or or whatever it could be anywhere and then when you then when you go into the bible hub it'll actually give you other reference points as well 
mm-hmm. as well as all the different Bibles that it's in and what it says in each different one. And then not only that, gives you references. It's, it's, it's pretty, pretty awesome stuff, that mm-hmm. Bible Hub. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Now that you mentioned it, I think you've mentioned it before. I just didn't write it down so then I forget. Yeah. Um, well, it's almost nine o'clock. Um, unless anyone can think of anything else, like I say, I don't want to um, give too overburdened with with too much information. Usually, a couple of hours is plenty to think about. And um, you know, I just again this time of year seemed to, for some funny reason, I end up talking about the death, and it must be something to do with Halloween. I I didn't think about it until today. I didn't plan it that way. I just thought at the first of the week, okay, you know, what different subject can I talk about, or what have I not talked about for a while, and and, um, I just picked that subject, and then after I got thinking, I thought yesterday being Halloween, and I thought, well, I wonder if something, you know, why, why I why well, I got thinking of this? You know, yeah, and um, the you know you've got Halloween, and then the very next day is All Saints Day. Oh, is it? Yep, the very next day after Halloween, oh. All Saints Day. Oh, I didn't know so, that. so you you are, uh, yeah, you had All Saints Day today, over there because we had it yesterday. So it's Sunday evening over there, is that right? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's All Saints Day over there. Yeah. Hmm. Now I don't know much about it either. Um, I haven't Googled All Saints Day to find out what it's about. Well, it's. I believe it's probably another man-made tradition, because you know there's many scriptures in the Bible that tell us not to follow man, man-made man traditions, you know, traditions of the world, desires of the world, uh, man-made traditions, So, and there's lots of them. Um, I was just looking at a scripture here. It says, right in 1 John again, Janine, uh, it says, Do not be loving either the world or the things in the world. For if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Because everything in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, the showy display of one's means of life, does not originate with the Father, but originates with the world. Furthermore, the world is passing away, and so is its desires but he that does the will of God remains forever. So by following the world's ways, you know, as we know, it's hockey or it's football or it's, um, you know, things on television, you know, these games and all these things and all these traditions, you know, Mother's Day, Father's Day, um, like I say, Easter and Christmas, and it's just a, a big racket. If it's not, it's it, well, it's commercial. It's all commercial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. All Saints Day, also known as All Hallows Day of All the Saints. 
something solemnly as All Saints, the Feast of All Saints, celebrated on the 1st of November by the Roman Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so when, when we think about these traditions, we think, okay, where in the Bible did Jesus tell us to do this? No, no he doesn't. Yeah. Not mentioned in the Bible at all, so... And and that's what we've that's what we've got to remember, haven't we, Sonia? It's yeah. not mentioned in the Bible. We don't celebrate it. Yeah, like the only tradition that I remember him him telling us to do was their their Last Supper, when the the night before he was going to be killed the next day, he said, "Do this in remembrance of me." He ordered them to do this in remembrance of me. Yeah. The last supper before his death, which is in April. And um, And it's pretty much love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind and soul and love thy neighbor as thyself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't see anything wrong with um, marriage. Like God, since God created marriage, when a husband and wife want to celebrate their marriage and, and their life together sort of thing, like even in, in Bible times when people got married, it was a big festival. You know, it was a big festival. It was a big thing because it, it, it originated with God, you know. And remember the birth of Jesus. You know, like if you wanted to celebrate births, like, look at what the wise men did when they, when they all came to see Jesus. And they came for miles, and they brought gifts and incense and oils to put on this baby Jesus. And they just pampered him like, you know, like nothing else. And, uh, you know, they, they rubbed him in these, these oils that were like medicines and stuff like that. And so they were celebrating the birth of Jesus. But... They never, you never hear anywhere in the Bible that that Jesus' every birthday was celebrated. Um, there's only mention of two birthdays in the Bible, and both of those times, um, a man or a woman was killed. Okay, I know John the Baptist was killed on a birthday, and there was another one, and I can't remember exactly what happened. I'll have to check that out more. But there's only mention of two birthdays in the Bible. And Mention of two birthdays in the Bible. Yeah, one was when John who the Baptist had who had birthdays in the Bible. Uh, it says in Genesis, um, it was the third day. Hang on. Thus it came about on the third day, which was the Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast for all his servants. Is that is that was that one? I'm not sure, but the cupbearer and the baker, Genesis forty verse twenty. Sounds like it, where where somebody was killed. And there's a cross reference. It says Matthew fourteen verse six on Herod's birthday, the daughter of something danced for her guess. And the daughter, they were so impressed with the daughter's dance. The king says, what can I give you? Anything you ask, I'll give you. So she went to her mother. She said, Mother, what should I ask? And uh, the mother was so wicked, she hated John the Baptist. She said, ask for John the Baptist's head on a platter. 
and that was a yeah. birthday birthday party. And, uh, yeah, he felt it so says, bad. Yeah, Herod, Herod's daughter. So that's in Matthew. Okay, so there's Genesis. And there's Kings, Second Kings, twenty five, twenty seven. In the thirty seventh year of the exile of Jo uh, I don't know how to even pronounce King of Judah in the year of Awil Marduk became in the year that Awil Marduk became king of Babylon, he released something, King of Judah, from prison. He did this on the twenty seventh day of the twelfth month. Okay, so yeah, our our point was, you know, think, thinking of the Bible as as our guide. Uh, there's also a scripture somewhere that Jesus said, "It is not your birth you should be concerned about; it is your death." So, and nowadays, you know, like everybody's, you know, not everybody, but many men and women celebrate every birthday, and there's another man-made tradition. Because mm-hmm. birthdays just bring on greed, um, selfishness, you know, prominence to themselves. It's definitely not giving glory to God. And so these celebrations, these man-made traditions, here we have to think back. Is, is this a tradition that, that God wants us to follow, or is this a man-made tradition? So, you know, following the Bible sets us free from all these anxieties, you know, when I told my children when they were young, you know, the truth about it, it wasn't easy for them. It wasn't easy for them because all the other kids were doing it. And I, I still find even now many, many people say to me, uh, what somebody said to me not too long ago, oh, did you vote? And uh, I said, no, I don't vote. Oh, you don't vote? I said, well, you know, I vote for God's kingdom. I vote for God's kingdom to come. And I said, but I I don't vote for any of man's. And that was the end of the conversation. You know, people, once you mention God's word, you know whether they're going to want to continue to talk or not. So uh, I just know I don't vote. And um, we're in hunting season here. And, oh, um, do, you get, do you get actually charged? Will you get a fine if you don't vote? No. <laughs> we We would. We we probably would. It's it's um, they've they've if you don't vote, you know they said you 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 probably get a fine. I've never tested it out yet though, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to. <laughs> I'm just about to. <laughs> well, you know you you can say yeah you vote for God's kingdom because in the Bible and you know this is what we pray for. Um, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, God's kingdom, God's government, God's rule, Jesus Christ's rule. God's going to rule as king here, and we're voting for, for his His kingdom to come. If we vote for man, like the, we just read a scripture not too long ago, it says, do not put your trust into man and nobles, you know, nobles mm-hmm. and men and government and stuff like that. Because we have, like we read in a scripture earlier too, that we have a wrestling not against flesh and blood, but against the authorities, against the governments. <laughs> They're our enemies. So that's where our fight is, especially if if, if we're trying to follow God, then they're de- definitely going to be against us. 
especially by us voting for them, we're actually saluting them. Hi, Hitler. You know, that's uh, by voting for them, we're putting our trust into the world's ways. And and we know that they're not going to be able to fix this. Their, their government is not going to be able to change what God and Jesus are going to be able to do. So there's no sense in voting for them. And if they're going to try and force you to do that, um, yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a toughie. And this is where common law comes in handy too. You know, you can say, okay, who says that I owe a debt? You want to give me a fine? Who says I owe a debt? Who's the injured party? And you know, yeah, I've noticed like I don't watch television much, but Ren watches it all the time, so I I have no choice. But sometimes I hear things, and sometimes I'll even stop and watch certain things that interest me. That's going on in the world that 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 applies to my life. You know, and I noticed a lot, there's a lot more of them clamping down on all sorts of different types of religions. And this is a prophecy, you know, in the end days too, that the government yes. is going to clamp down on religions. They are so sick and tired of religions because religion and politics are, in, they're mixed, you see, and the governments don't want them. You know, the governments are getting sick and tired of them. And there's prophecies in Daniel and in Revelations that say that, you know the 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 wild beast will come after the empire of false religion babylon the great the empire of false religion is babylon the great and the wild beast is going to clamp down on them and is going to desolate them and is going to destroy them or going to try to destroy them and that's when it, it it shows that we're getting so close to the end of this system because um, in the scriptures it says that God says when when they go touching my people it's like touching my eyeball, and that yeah. is really getting sensitive. That's really getting sensitive. When it gets that to that close, God is going to strike. You know, when it comes to His chosen people, like there's not many left on the earth, right? When you think of the majority of the men or women on the earth and how many are 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 interested in God. Like there's this scripture that says, broad and spacious is the road leading off into destruction, but cramped and narrow is the road leading off into life, and few are the ones finding it. So it's a very, very tight, narrow road we're on here. And and Satan and the governments are going to do everything they can to, to squish us out of here because they're sick of us. They We're... we're, we're we're stopping them from their evil deeds, you know, and stopping Satan. And Satan's trying to, to rub us out to prove, just to prove to God and to himself that no man is, is no man or woman is going to want to do things God's way unless we get everything that we want. We're just selfish little people. And, um, you know, that's his purpose. Like he, you know, he lied in the beginning. He told Adam and Eve that, oh, you'll get to know, you know, good and bad just like God. So go ahead and, you know, do your own thing, be independent, and, you know, pick up the, the tree that God told you not to. You won't die. So he lied to them all the time. And and nowadays it's the same thing. You know, he's, he's trying to mislead us into believing that, you know, God's not going to take care of us. God doesn't care about us. And, um, you know, these governments, and, of course, he's the... Satan's the ruler of this world, right? So yeah. it's Satan's ruling the governments. And, and we, we can see it. You don't even have to, to really believe in God to see how wicked the system is and how bad it's going. 
So, you know, you, you can feel the wicked force, you know, especially when you know about God. And uh, when you, and, and then on top of that, learning about common law opens your eyes even that much more. You really see that much more. You, you put the two together and it's like a double whammy. Like you think, wow, this system is a madhouse. It's mad. It is sick. And it is it is wicked and it's sinful. And it's it, it can't get better. <laughs> Not with Satan running it, not not in this wicked system. It, it just won't. It won't happen. And uh, so we're very, very fortunate to, you know, have the truths that we do. You know, we're very fortunate that we've met Carl to see more on the worldly part of what's going on. But um, uh, with with the Bible and, <clears throat> like I said, these these predictions, uh, maybe maybe I can. We can study that more about when the this is in revelations, like I say, where the when the government starts clamping down on the empire of false religion, what's going to happen is he's going to they're going to try to abolish them they're going to try to get rid of them all, and we can see that happening you know I mean this happened all throughout history, you know. Certain religious ones don't like the other religious ones, you know, and nobody likes anybody, and they all everybody thinks they're right, and the other ones are wrong, sort of thing. But this is a little bit different. This is the government actually now uh, stepping on um, people that believe they have a religious right to do something. The government's covering up and saying, "Oh no, 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 no! This is going to change. That's going to change. You can't do this no more, and you can't do that no more." You know, it's the same as Jehovah's Witnesses. I think they're banned over. Um, in Russia again, you know, and probably other parts of the world, I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, just going door to door and talking to people. And they, they were thrown in um, in prison with the Jews back in 1914, back in the World Wars and stuff like that. They were shot and destroyed along with the Jews. You don't hear too much about that. But I've got some DVDs on that if anybody's ever in, interested. The, the Jews and Jehovah's Witnesses, and actually Jehovah's Witnesses were... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They were, oh, uh, uh, they had to wear a purple triangle on their their uniforms when they were in these concentration camps and stuff like that. Not the Jews, but the Jehovah's Witnesses did, and people weren't allowed to speak to them because they knew Jehovah's Witnesses would talk; they wouldn't cower back. Some did, you know, some. They they were given offers to renounce their faith and they could leave, and some did. Other ones didn't. They were shot to death. But uh, it's going to happen again, you know, whether it be Jews or Jehovah's Witnesses or Muslims or whatever. You know, the government's that that that's an interesting subject just in itself. What's going to happen in the future between the government and what they're going to do to the religions? And that's a prophecy. And that's what's so interesting about it. And that's why every once in a while it, it pays to watch the news so you see what's going on. Watch for that. Watch for that on the news, how they're really trying to clamp down on religions. And then we know the time's even getting real close. I'm going to write that in my book and see if I can uh, find a few scriptures and a few things on that because that's this is what the Bible says. Keep on the watch. Jesus said, keep on the watch and keep awake. Pay attention to what's going on, okay? And you will know that the time is getting close. 
by watching the world affairs. I'm just writing that down here. Um, Bible prophecies. Prophecies to do with religion. Religion and um, government. Yeah, because there's that one scripture, like I said, where maybe you could find that, Janine, where it says, um, um, touching my eyeball. It's it's something about when they come to harm my people, it's like touching my eyeball. Hi, Matthew. Thanks for dropping in. Let's see if I can find that. I think there was another prophecy, too. um, I'm changing gears here. I'm not thinking of what we were talking about now, so I'm totally in another gear here now. Another prophecy that we had to pay attention to. The empire of false religion being demolished by the government is one. I can't think right now what the other one was. It'll come to me, I think, I hope. On a large scale, too. Like, it's not going to be... Um, just a little religion here and a little religion here. It's it's going to be a worldwide scale. Yeah, I found something here on um, Zechariah two and eight. I don't know where I got Zechariah from. can't even hardly pronounce it. You can tell I haven't been into this book. Sephania. Betty, P-H-A-N-I-A-H. 1193. Near the back of the Bible. I don't even know how to pronounce that one. Zechariah. Epinia, that's a real tiny book. Only got three chapters. This is why when I get sidetracked and then I'm all over the place sort of things, this is why I need to try to keep myself focused and have my Bible just uh, just have, you know, little tabs in it all. When I get sidetracked and I'm all over the place. 2 and 8. Chapter 2, verse 8. Sorry, where are you looking at? 
Well, I'm in Zephaniah, but I'm in the wrong spot. Sorry. What is it? Zachariah. Sorry, Janine. I just have to go back here. I was looking for that scripture that said, when when they're touching my eyeball. Touching oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, when they... Um, It is Zechariah. Yeah, Zechariah chapter 2, verse 8. I keep getting to Zephaniah. I'm getting, I'm getting, um, yeah, okay, totally in the wrong book, just, just a couple of pages. Yeah, Z-E, Z-E-C-H, not Z-E-P-H. Yeah. So this is what Jehovah of Armies has said. Following after the glory, he sent me to the nations that were despoiling you people. For he that is touching you is touching my eyeball. Can you see another one there, Janine? Let me have a look. I'll just go back. No. Yeah. No, that's that's the only one. Zechariah chapter two verse eight. So if anyone touches you, well, you know, I'll do Bible Gateway. This is this is not Bible Hub. This is Bible Gateway. So there's another one. So um, so King James. It's K. Okay, it's got yeah. Yeah, it's got all different ones here too. For thus saith oh, the okay. Lord of hosts. Yeah, after the glory hath he sent me unto the nations with which despoil you. For he that toucheth you toucheth an apple of his eye. The apple of his eye. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter. It, it, and it, Same you know, idea, yeah. What's a, what's an AP AMPC? I don't know what that means. AMPC. It says for he who touches you touches the apple or pupil of his eye. Mm. The CEB, whatever that type of Bible is, it says those who strike you strike the pupil of my eye. Okay. Okay, I just thought I'd seen it in a different text and but anyway, that's that's encouraging to know anyway, isn't it? Mhm. Yeah. yeah. That we yeah. know that he... So the yeah, the Lord of glory has sent me against the nations that oppressed you, for he who harms you sticks his finger in Jehovah's eye. And that's the T L B Bible. So but I don't know what the T L B stands for. 
is that like uh, hold on, let me have a look. T L version. I don't know what uh, that means either. It's called the um Living Bible. Oh yeah. Thanks, Janine. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's um I'm trying to it's gonna drive me crazy now here. I'm gonna be thinking of that <laughs> that other prophecy. There was two things that two things that we should be keeping a watch for. And that that is one. Where the yeah. wild beast, which is the, the empire of uh, the government. Oh what the 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 what the putting the um the what's it something desolation something something of desolation the temple of desolation or something well the desolation i think that was when jesus was telling the story about when he was telling them about in jerusalem Uh, um the desolation of jerusalem when when they uh, see the desolation like when the army came and surrounded jerusalem for a period of time, and then all of a sudden they just left. And Jesus warned them. He said, when you see this happening, flee to the mountains. And a lot of them did. And then the army came back and destroyed Jerusalem. And Right, and, and didn't they didn't they slaughter a pig on the altar or something? The abomination of, like, they put, like, and back then, see, they don't eat pigs or anything. And somebody slaughtered a pig in the temple. Oh. The, what do they call it? The the abomination of oh, I can't think of it. Hang on. They they it's. I've got my notes here from from. Hang on, I'll just get it open. Daniel's prophecy. I think that was done. Was that done in nineteen seventeen? Uh, see, I've got, I've got, I've got stuff on this tomorrow night. I'm not going to remember all this. <laughs> well, it's twelve chapters of of Daniel, but you know, there's. It it goes into huge depths. Oh yeah. It was the abomination of desolation or something in the temple that they referred to. Was it? Oh. Does that ring a bell with anyone? Abomination of desolation. Yeah, or yeah, something like that. Just trying to think. I thought that was um, to do with Jerusalem. 
when Jerusalem was built. Yeah, it was. It was to do with Jerusalem because that's where the temple was. Yeah. Yeah. You know what was interesting about that, that prophecy also? Apparently... Like I say, it'd be nice to be able to travel, but apparently it said when Jerusalem was destroyed that that nothing would ever be would ever be put upon that, that piece of land again. Nothing would ever be there. You know, that would it would always be desolate. And apparently okay. apparently it is. It's it's still there's nothing there. Yeah, uh, I can't find it. I'm flipping through it. I can't find it. I'll find it. I'll find it just after you finish, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'll, think of, <laughs> I'll, I'll think of this other prophecy too. It's just, just raking my mind now. I knew there was, there was two that, two that was so. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? So easy to watch for. Well, and maybe not easy. I shouldn't say that. You know, because like I said, with them. Um, with the government clamp, clamping down on religion, the was this in Daniel? Was this in Daniel though? Was it spoken of in Daniel or is it in Revelations? Um, which was this? The, Your, empire, the, the, the empire or the the wild beast? Um, Revelations clamping down on the empire of false religion that they will desolate her. So maybe that's where the word desolation comes in too. Oh, okay. Right. No, we've got um, we've got a revision on this tomorrow night, and then and then the following um, the following week Wednesday we're gonna they're switching it to a Wednesday night. We're going to have we're gonna do revelations. So that starts about another eight days. Yeah. Very good. good I know he's he's amazing. Well, that's why. Well, it's amazing how God works because I. It's like I was sent there, and we, we they were doing Bible study, and they were halfway through Bible study, and they finished their Bible study, and that was that went for about three or you know four or five more weeks, and then all of a sudden he said, you know, I've decided to do. Uh, prophecies so we're going to do Daniel next week and I went oh you beauty now I know why you sent me here <laughs> with yeah. lots of things yeah, yeah Daniel's yeah, yeah. Daniel's yeah, so, one. so we just yeah we got I've got all these notes on Daniel the abomination of desolation that's what it's called mm-hmm. yeah now do you think that oh. was in Daniel uh, it talks about when the the abomination of desolation sits in the temple or is in the temple. So it's mentioned. It's mentioned in Daniel. Um, 
because I mean he said it so many times that I should be just able to just roll it off my tongue but um yeah I can't excuse me um Well, I'll Google it and see what happens. Um, oh, there you go. That's in Daniel. Daniel, Daniel twelve, eleven. From the time that the regular sacrifice is abolished and the abomination of desolation is set up, there will be 1,290 days. How blessed is he who keeps waiting and attains to the 1,335 days. It's amazing with some of these uh, men and women that, that study, you know, the, the days of things and they can tell prophecies by particular days and and things like that, you know, when the, like when Jerusalem, for example, was supposed to be destroyed or, you know, things that are happening, you can, you know, like I don't know much about the prophecies and I'd like to, to learn more too, but, um, you know, these, these, um, there's definitely no way of telling when the end's going to come because it says in the Bible itself, no one knows that day or hour. So we definitely won't know that. But um, mm. like in, in Matthew, like Jesus told about the last days, you know, and, and there's tons and tons of scriptures talking about, you know, this generation, this specific generation will by no means pass away when all these things occur and then the end will come. And he's got that laid out like it seems so simple to understand. And yet, in some some places in the Bible, it says that some people will say, oh, these things have been occurring, occurring since the beginning of time. And it says even that in the Bible. And I just don't understand how people can think that this generation that we're in, you know, how can anybody ever think that this has happened years ago? Like, we've never had airplanes. Like, airplanes have only been going for, what, 100 years? You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, things in like, this technology. It says they will have knowledge. We definitely have mm-hmm. knowledge. And, you know, knowledge like never before. And, and they say nowadays... The technology is just going to boom, and in the next ten years, it's going to blow us away. And of course, you know it, it has. Look at you know just the warfare. You know that they they've got never in in any time on the earth that I know of that that has man ever been able to destroy themselves completely. You know we've got enough warfare to to destroy ourselves over and over and over. You know, how many planets could they destroy with the warfare that they've got right now? Uh, They could destroy a lot of planets. You know, if we had, say we had ten planets side by side, you know, and they've got rocket ships and and things that can, you know, they say go to the moon, you know, they they, they probably got something that could destroy the moon. Who knows? 
you know, the moon being that far away, they've got enough ammunition, you know, and enough warfare to to destroy the earth over and over. The, the, we've never we've never been in a state like this, and yet some people can say, and I don't know how they they even think it. Um, they say, oh, it's always been like this. It'll get better. I don't know. I I just can't comprehend how they, how how people see this, how how they think it's going to get better. You know uh, how how man can make it better. You know, like we like I say, we we've destroyed everything up, uh, upon the earth. You know, look at the with GMOs and Monsanto, and and we've destroyed the soils. No wonder our food is no good anymore, um, because they're with the pesticides they've destroyed all the the um, you know the the bacteria down to the bacteria in, in the soil. And they've just destroyed all the little bugs and everything, you know, that, that produce um, all the nutrition and vitamins and everything that we need in the soil. You know, we even have a hard time, even if, when you have your own garden, you know, whether your soil is going to be healthy or not just because of the air. You know, so the air is polluted, the water's polluted, the soil's polluted, the light's polluted. Um our, our blanket around the earth is destroyed. The ozone layers in our atmosphere, man can't repair that. <laughs> it's it's way beyond than what it's ever been. And we definitely need God, don't we? You know, we we can't we can't repair this earth, um, and we can't get rid of the wicked, and we can't get rid of sin and dying and death. Jesus Christ and, and God are the only ones that are going to be able to give us life. Um, you know, we can't fix that. Um, and yet, yet, to me, it's how men can be, men, men and women, be so stupid and say, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll fix it, we'll fix it. You know, it's like the Bible says, the wise will be made stupid. Like the wise are scientists and, you know, all these authorities and the ones that think they're prominent and they think they're knowledgeable and all this technology, all this technology is only destroying us. You know, smart meters and cell phones and cordless phones and mic oh, yes. and, yes. and everything. All this technology is, is just, just killing us. Everything they do is just destroying us. And, um, you know, thank God that we've got this hope, hope to look forward to, you know, of the new system and that, that God is going to step in before man destroys all flesh. You know, like that scripture I probably mentioned on every single show. And, of course, I've got to memorize Matthew 24 and 22. This is if God did not cut the day short, man would surely destroy all flesh. And mm-hmm. people, people don't have to be religious to, to be faint out of fear uh, about that expectation. Because well, what you spoke about—that's—that's um, that's part of the um, um, the abomination of desolation. It's in Mark, Mark thirteen, uh, verse fourteen. When you see the abomination that causes desolation standing where it does not belong, let the reader understand. Then let those who in who are in Judea flee into the mountains. Yeah, I remember. You know, so anyone who's on a house top must not go down or get anything from their house. You know. Yeah. So you, 
yeah, if you're in the field, don't go back and get your coat, you know, sort of thing. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, who knows what it, what it's going to be like, you know, at the end of this system. Like, there's, I haven't seen a lot of, lot of detail, you know, um, you know, about what, what's going to happen. Because it's not like back then. Back then it was... Um, when it was talking about Jerusalem, to, like for example, it says when the armies come around the 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 city of Jerusalem, they'll be there for I forget what period of time they were there. And they said when they leave, Jesus says when they leave, that's when you flee to the mountains and get out of there real quick. And they left, and they went to the mountaintops and stuff, and then. All of a sudden, that army came back and destroyed Jerusalem, and the ones that got out, it was, you know, good for them. They they made it, but others didn't. And but we right. don't know. Yeah, we don't know what the end of this system's going to be like. Um, you know, we just have to have. Faith. Well, it must be pretty bad because it says in the Bible there'll be an earthquake as never that's been seen ever before or ever ever again. Mm-hmm. It will the the world will absolutely shake. Yeah, no. And says not has been seen at the beginning of time, nor ever again. Yeah. So that's that's pretty huge. <laughs> yeah. I would like to add yeah. something. When you end up mm-hmm. mentioning about smart meters, I I know they put in the TVs, microwaves, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but we just went shopping for a thermostat because mine. Is is done. It's so we had to get a new one. Oh well, we are going to get a new one, and we just ordered. But do you know they have it in the thermostats? <laughs> I did not know that. Smart meter. Yes. Yeah, everything is becoming smart. This is smart that, and everything's full of radiation. I was shocked on that, Sonia. Yeah, well, I didn't know that either, um, Cheyenne, but I'm not surprised because <laughs> they want us to get smart refrigerators, smart stoves, smart... They want to regulate everything that we use. They yep. want to know, you know, how much energy we use in a fridge or a stove and everything. So eventually what I think they're going to do is they're going to say, okay, you're only allowed to use your fridge or your stove or your this or your that for so long. They they can tell, you know, how much energy you use with it, your hair dryer or a fan or whatever, you know. So it's all control, eh? It's all for Well, I, I end up fighting the smart meter to come on to my home. Yeah, I remember. And, and they end up turning, they just recently turned me down. So they gave me 20 days to appeal. Mm-hmm. So I appealed it. So let's see what happens. Boy, oh boy. But yeah. it's just this one senator that is is not allowing the people's voice uh-huh. to go into the House for the House to vote, to opt out, because his son is a hot shot in the electric company. Mm-hmm. And he's also getting, the, the senator is also getting major money and that people have dug into this that's how they found out yeah wow now I have a guy 
his his house, they heard a he lives in Illinois and he ended up posting how the fire broke out in his house and I told him I said, Ty, see if that's not a smart meter. He blew me off. I ask him again, make sure if it please look and see if it's if if it was a smart meter. Mm-hmm. In the afternoon, late afternoon, he says, "Oh my God, thank you so much." Yes, it was. Really? Wow. So now he end up he end up saying he was on a talk show the other this past week. He says they're trying to do a smart meter on his water. Wow. And I know that was huge with uh, Mike who passed away. They were trying to do that big time in California. Mm-hmm. Putting a smart meter on your water. So yeah, it's it, like you just said, it's with everything. But I was shocked with the thermostat. I was really shocked. So that's all I had to say. I, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But. No, it's interesting. No, it's interesting. You know what? These these are things that we have to be aware of and be awake to, and and you know we unfortunately we're constantly fighting, you know fighting to to stay alive, you know. To, well, I'm also looking for a phone, and when I see that word smart, yeah, I walk away. Yeah, yeah, that's becoming quite quite a word, isn't it? Quite common. Yep. Oh my God! Is it not when you start reading the ads? Mm-hmm. Smart this, smart that. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I was shocked. Well, they, they've got a you know they're tracking systems of somehow of, of something you know for some reason tracking systems definitely being on a grid you know on this grid. Um, I remember watching this. Um, show a while back about the uh, the warfare that uh, Russia had and they showed this great big picture of this great big bomb that looked like a submarine. I mean, it was a monster. And this thing, all it had to do was fly over top of the United States and I forget how many feet high and it, it didn't have to be real close but it could put the lights out like you're talking about being on the grid it could put the lights out in the whole United States instantly. Instantly. And Russia's got this. I've got a Russian friend next door. She's been a nurse here in Toronto. She watches the Russian news. And it's funny, I was just thinking of her today. And I thought, I've got to get together with her a little bit more because the Bible talks about the king of the north and the king of the south. And, you know, like Russia and the United States and how, you know, they don't trust each other a bit and they lie to each other all the time. And right. the Bible prophecy is about the king of the north and the king of the south and the conflict that they're going to have. And, you know, the war is going to break out between them. You know, that's it's definitely definitely the states is, 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 is trying to keep full control of everything, aren't they, you know? But Russia's well, going to, yeah, Ru- Ru- Russia's that? just as powerful as the states, if not more. I don't know much about politics, and I'm not really interested in it. But when Don't you, you think they're going to be soon doing something? Because wasn't it Russia and China? They end up changing their money. It was Russia and someone else. Yeah, I I, I don't know, but when we're yeah, they end up changing. They're not mm-hmm. using the U.S. money. 
Yeah, yeah, I remember hearing a bit about money somewhere that, you know, they were changing their um, currency or whatever, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something's going to go down. So, yeah. It's, it's, it's only going to get worse. Oh, it's don't not, say that. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to get that. better. And we can just be happy and just think, okay, and God, let your kingdom come. Just let's get this over with. Uh, but well, it, it's yes. going to... Yeah, yeah. So we just have to keep studying and keep uh, keep praying and keep trying to, you know, be be on God's side and and um, and 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 hope that He finds favor, you know, with us. And um, you know, because none of us are deserving. You know, none of us deserve life. It's an undeserved kindness from God, but we have to apply ourselves and we have to learn. Um, you know, how God wants us to uh, apply ourselves. And uh, then when we have knowledge, you know, we've got to make changes because we're now preparing for the new system. You know, we're getting ready now um, for the end of the... Don't talk about the one world order. No, 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 I'm talking about God's system, sorry. Okay. God's system. No, God's new new system of things. And I think, I'm, I'm sure the the words in there... Um, many, many times, it's just this system of things, you know, the world. Is there anything in the Bible that says anything about the one world order? No, not that I know of. Janine, do you know? You still on? Sorry, what was that? Anything in the Bible that mentions one world order? Okay, let me check. Yes, it does. It does? Who's this? Yeah. It says one world government, one world currency, one world religion. Who's this? Eric. Hi, Eric. Oh, Eric's really good with all this stuff. Yeah. Hey, Eric, how are you? Good. If you guys really want to learn a lot about all this, just listen to uh, Walter V. Who was a D? Vice D. Can you put that on the chat board, please? Oh, I'm not yeah. on the chat. Oh. Uh, what, what, okay. what, how do you spell his last name? D E I T H. D E I T H. Oh, Dias. Vice, right, Walter J. V. Vice. He's German, Seventh-day Adventist. But it does mention all this in the Bible? Oh, yeah. Tanya, you need to do that next weekend. Well, okay, yeah. The the biggest thing is uh, uh, the mark of the beast. It'll be uh, when you take it. But this is the cool part, when you take it. It's going to give you, like, lots of sores. <laughs> so anybody who has it, be it'll it'll fester under their skin. And no one shall buy, sell, or trade without the mark of the beast. Yeah. That's currency. So right. this one world order. Yeah, be, it's already... Uh, who's, it's coming up that Americans have to get the microchip underneath their skin in 2017. They're going to make it law or something. Is that right? Yeah. 
sure. First things first, they're they're going to have to uh, do what they did, like nine one one. They're going to make it so that uh, uh, they're going to they're going to crash the currencies, and uh, they're going to say, oh, but if 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 everybody was uh, one world currency, this wouldn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, that yeah, yeah that's been on the cards. It's going to be a scam like 911. It's going to be a right. scam like Pearl Harbor. It's going to be a scam like uh, like Hitler, uh, Napoleon. Oh, every war conceived was because of the 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 powers that be. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and they also and have insurance right on all those people right over there. The Catholic Church is the one that's standing and they it's all compartmentalized the uh the catholics that think that they're that they're uh loving jesus and praying to jesus it's all a front for for what they're about to do you watch they're going to they're going to allow the 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 gays to get married they're going to allow uh uh, non-hate crime uh, to be uh, how do you say that um, they're going to be an advocate for uh, non-hate crime right they're going to appease to all the religions they're going to be the the Buddha of the earth kind of deal the Catholic Church they're already doing that, aren't they, Eric? I mean, you see the the Pope, he's, you know, he's got all these gurus coming to him and they're all getting together and they're all talking about about it already. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're already advocating for the new world order. Mhm. Oh, they're openly saying it. You know? Well, they never even hide it. No. No. The study, best way to study, keep the secret is out in the open. Study Walter. Study everything Walter says. And you'll understand. You'll understand greatly. Okay, I've, well, I've, I've, I've downloaded forty-five gigs of his stuff, and I'm and I'm probably halfway through it now. This guy, this guy's good. I've got. Um... There's a couple things there that he's got wrong there, especially uh, uh, oh, about the resurrection there's... of Christ there, but. But he's, uh, I would say, 95% correct. Even teaches you how to eat, too. Eat healthy. Well, there's there's Crimes of the Antichrist 1 and 2. Oh, he's got, he's got hundreds New Age, of videos. New Age discoveries, testimonies. Yeah. yeah. History a coming climax. Yeah, just yeah. In, um, interviews. The Earth in Time and Space. Yeah, just amazing stuff in here. Type up uh, exposing the Jesuits. The Jesuits are behind all of this. Okay. And uh, and they and they have uh, the Freemasons. Every president of the United oh, States. Oh yeah. Freemason. Uh, yeah. Anybody and also a lawyer. They're also a lawyer. 
anyone who's gone up into space is either a Freemason or a Mormon. Mm. Yeah, it's disgusting. There, there goes your little dreams, kids. You cannot become a president of the United States unless you're a Freemason, and that's a 33rd degree Freemason. Yeah, but I mean, all the have a look at all the presidents of the have a look at all the presidents of the United States. They're all related to the Queen. Even Obama, yeah. even Obama, I think he's the the eleventh cousin or the seventeenth cousin or something to the Queen. I mean, and Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt's related to the Queen. That you know, I mean, you don't get to make it high on the agenda or up there or do what you really want Obama, to do unless you Obama and got that to... big loudmouth snook there on uh, on uh, the Looney Tunes. You know that big uh, rooster, Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> Yeah. Just a babbling away, babbling away. <laughs> New world order. He's Muslim, that guy. Yes, yes, he is. He's actually said it. Yep. Yeah. Obama, Barry, he's also related to the Bush. Probably. Yep, yep, the Bushes are related to the Queen, all that sort of stuff, yep. Well, thank goodness we don't have to worry about all this politics. That's it. That's it. You know, I just called in about the uh, thermostat. Sorry, Sonia. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. No, no, I'm, I'm saying really, this is where the, the the truth sets us free. We don't have to, you know, worry about this kind of stuff too much, you know. Uh, we have to keep awake and be aware of what's going on, and, and nice to know the history, too. And, and because we need to know history in order to know what's going on now, right? But uh, mm-hmm. we don't have, we don't have to get anxious, you know, about who's going to be the next friggin' president or you know what the queen's going to do or what even the the churches are, are going to do. We just have to, you know, basically be aware of what we're going to do, you know, when these things occur, you know, sort of thing, and not to worry about because they, these things do have to occur and will occur, and. There's nothing that we can do to stop it. You know, um, it's it's going to go according to God's plan and what God's going to allow to happen. And, you know, we don't have to worry about all this kind of stuff. You know, we, we've got to keep focused. That's the thing. The, big, the biggest thing everybody's got to watch there in J- Walter J. V's there is episode 214. It's called Changing the Word. They've already, tra- they've already started changing the Bibles. Oh, yeah. And school and books. The NIV is compromised. They, they, there's uh, plenty of text taken out. Me and my wife, we went to uh, Christian bookstores, and uh, the older NIVs don't have. Uh, it skips texts, and you and you can see it. It'll go from uh, from 12 to 14, and 13's missing, or eight and nine's missing and the rest of it's gone i can't remember which one my my wife's got that one memorized it's in mark uh anyways check that one out it's called changing the word i suggest you guys all watch that tonight and you will throw away your nivs and go get yourself king james or uh, geneva bible the fifteen ninety nine. I gotta 
King James that was all written of the year of 1611. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's a very good Bible. So that that's the one you want, and you want the Geneva Bible. And I also they're, found... They're, they're pretty identical. I also found an old, old, old dictionary. Nice. And I think it has to... Around 18... 1800. It was my mom's. I'm just going through stuff. And I I found that. And actually, I was going to sell it. But now, mm-hmm. since I got into common law, I'm keeping it. Well, actually, all you need to do is go on to Adam Online. Right, and, uh, but I'm still going to keep it. Well, that dictionary there, that's when they started changing the words. The well, that could be too. Yeah, they just they started doing that, and people are outraged. What's going on, you know? Oh, I know they're changing everything. They're changing the dictionaries, the, the kids' um, education books. They're changing yep. everything. Yep, yep. And uh, the problem with uh, what they've done with the NIV is uh, they've taken away the deity of Christ, and and they deny the resurrection in these books. Not surprised. If if you if you watch what he says, episode two fourteen, changing the word, Walter J. Veith, Veith, whatever you want to call it. Gotta watch it. It's only an hour and twenty five minutes. You grab an NIV and a and a um and a King James and you'll see exactly what he's saying. Me and my wife, we had four Bibles out. Four of them. I could have taken okay. out the Gideon so that would have been five. We'd have gone through every single thing that he says. And and he explains into detail how they're cutting out the deity of Christ so that it conforms with uh, Satan's book. Yep. Janine, the last two links that you just put up with YouTube, does that have anything to do with what Eric is talking about? Janine. Just write it down. 214. Sorry. Changing the word. I had myself on <laughs> had myself on mute. Okay, Walter. Your last two links that you put up on chat. Does, Hang on. Is that... No, 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 no. Okay. Hang on. Changing the word. Let me have a look. We have yeah. we, we rely we rely on Janine. She's a, such a sweetheart. Here we go. You can probably hear it in the background now. Uh, I'll copy it. Now this is this one I'm going to put up is about changing the word. So that's it. That's the YouTube. The cheapest okay. place to get uh, a um, Geneva Bible is ChristianBook.com. I even I even bought the 1560. The one, the one that the uh, uh, that the pilgrims come over with. But oh, didn't wow. you say the fifteen ninety nine is better? Yeah, yeah, because uh, the way they 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 spell stuff back in the day there, the F's are are S's, and the U's are V's, and the V's yep. are U's. It's hard to read. 
isn't it? Yeah. That's not hard to read when you for. Once you get once okay. you get yeah, once you get used to it, it probably isn't. No. There's but no, don't get the Patriot don't don't get the Patriot one because uh, that one's got all the constitutions in it. Oh. Yeah. And and we know okay. what that's all about. Just just get the fifteen ninety nine. Yep. Okay. How do you spell this Geneva? Is it with a G or a J? G G G E N E. Here, I'll put it up for you. Here we go. I'll. Switzerland. This is this is the cheapest one I could find of the fifteen ninety nine Geneva Bible, and it says it's free, uh, free postage worldwide, and it's for fifty six fifty. Is that the leather one? Because I could yeah, get them for thirty ninety nine. Uh, oh, sorry, that's the Australian dollar. So it's, it's oh, okay. 56. So it'd be probably a lot cheaper. It's by. Um, it says the forward is by Dr. Peter A. Lillyback. Uh, it says rediscover America's greatest treasure: the Bible of the Pilgrims and the. Yeah, that's the one. And the what's the name? It's a creamy one with a creamy on the front, but the well, it's sort of a creamy tan on the front, but the sides, um, the sides have a maroon sort of colour on them, and the spine maroony colour. Eric, does it use Jehovah's name? God. Yeah, does it use God's name, Jehovah? Uh, I haven't really uh, explicitly read read it from cover to cover. But uh, because it should be in, you know, because like the the King James version, for example, there are places in the King James version where, where apparently. God's name has been taken out, and there'll be scriptures that will say things like, "The Lord said to the Lord," you know, in many, many places, you know, because there's only about three or four places in the King James version that uses the name Jehovah, and there's a lot of other Bibles that actually um, use it more than the King James version does too. Not just Jehovah's Witnesses, but a lot of other Bibles too. Um, so that's kind of what I'm wondering too, because it, it can be very confusing when you see a scripture that says the Lord said to the Lord, and if the Lord's talking that's, to the Lord, like who's talking to who? And it makes yeah, it but hold confusing. on. Hold on. When when he says that, that means it's spelled different. Both Lords are different. One is, is uh, uh, a deity title, and the other one is Yahweh. The unpronounceable name of the Lord. The, where, where, where did they get this idea of unpronounceable? That you know, we're not, we're not. Some people say we're not supposed to use God's name. I don't know where, that's why they say that. Because Jesus. That, that's Christ, because that's because they changed it in the day so that no one could uh, pronounce, uh, uh, blaspheme his name. The Hebrews did that. 
that was their ex- that was their excuse for taking it out. Saying, "Oh well, not taking it out, not taking it out, cha- cha- changing it how it's written, so that they could not blaspheme his name." Well, I was just wondering in this Geneva Bible if you knew, you know, if uh, God's name was in there. Yeah, oh, usually I'll check it sometimes out. I'll check it out online. Oh. It's well, you know what? online, right? Give me a few minutes there. I, I'm uh, I'm a minute away from the Bible. We can check I it bet. out online. I was just curious. No, no, I just I just need a scripture and then I can look it up and mm. I've got my Geneva Bible with me. Mm-hmm. That's all I read now. My Geneva. Yeah. I've got oh, a King okay. James. Is good. Oh, it's online. It's actually oh, online. The Geneva Bible is online. I'll put it up. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I've got up, that uh, on my uh, phone also. Yeah, no, I didn't know, but here it is. I'll put up a copy of it. Yeah. Put it up into the room. Well, in the King James, even they have it in Psalms 83:18. That's quite a quite a common scripture that, you know, um, uses uh, God's name as Jehovah is the most high over all the earth, the one and only true God. Psalms eighty three eighteen. See if it's in there, Eric, would you please? Just give me a sec there. I've got Bible Gateway on my phone and it's got Geneva in there. If you guys want to download that app, it's free. Yeah, we'll look it up. Sounds like you're walking, Eric, so you're not driving tonight. Oh, yeah. Uh, the gate's locked, so I had to squeeze through the gate to get to my truck. Oh. It was supposed to be uh, dummy locked, but... No, nope, somebody's uh, on the other line. Hang on. See, when you look through, when you study history, you know... God's name is supposed to be in in the Bible approximately 7,000 times. So you wonder why it's not, you know, in in most of these Bibles. They're changing it all. Yeah, and they're King, rewritten it. In King James, it's in there four times. And like I say, it, it does make things very confusing when you start talking about... When Jesus is, is saying to my Lord, and no, it's Jesus is saying to Jehovah. His father, you know, he's talking. All right, I'm in my truck. Yay! Oh, where are you, precious? Like Jesus said all throughout his ministry, Father, I have let your name be known. I have let your name be known. You know, um, and we pray for that. We 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 pray for that in, in the Lord's prayer. Let your name be known. So it just doesn't make sense that they just want to call him Lord or God. You know, like money can be a God. You know, but there's only one Jehovah. There's only one Creator, one Father. Same well, don't they, don't they teach Lord in the church? One Jesus. Don't they teach Lord? When they're preaching at the at, in the church, don't they teach Lord? No, they teach the word Lord in the churches. Yeah, 
Got All right, give me a scripture. Psalms eighty-three, eighteen. Oh yeah, Psalms. That's a major one. If if it's going to be anywhere, it should be in there because it's even in the King James. Yep, yep. No, um, David says this. Eighty-three, fourteen. Um, Psalms, Psalms eighty-three, eighteen. Eighteen. That they may know. Go ahead. Sorry. That they may know that thou, which art called Jehovah, art alone, even the most high over all the earth. Okay, good. I was just wondering if it was... Calleth Jehovah, yeah. Yeah, this is an amazing Bible, this one here. And this one's Tole, T-O-L-L-E. Ledge, L-E-G-E, press. Toll Ledge Press. That's the one I've got here. And I believe Hendrickson makes another one also, makes one. I'll check that out, Eric. Yeah. So uh, what's that one there where my Lord says to you, my, my Lord? Which one's that one? I don't know. Offhand. That's, that's no, she was just mentioning about the Lord, and I nope. end up mentioning in most of your churches because I used to skip and went to different churches, and they would always say Lord. Yeah, you got to watch if they don't say Jesus Christ, get out of that church. Exactly. Because if they call it, if they're just saying God and Lord, and they're not saying Jesus Christ, the resurrected for your sins. Get out of that church. They're talking about Satan. Exactly. And and also 501, what is that, 501K? 501, that's the corporation that most uh, of the churches are into. 501 something. Three. Oh, I think it's 501... I could be wrong. 501C or something like that. Three. Okay. Okay. Something like that. And that's, uh, and that's, uh, uh, if they that's would go cor- to the 8. That's their corporation. Yeah, if they went to the 5018, it would have been the old corporations that people were under. The 503C is, uh, the ones that they're all under today where the government can tell them what to do and preach. Well, they do tell them, once they get into that, they tell them what to preach. Yep. Eric, there's another another scripture in, um, um, like I said, there's four in the King James Version. Okay, there's only four. And if I could tell you one more, and I'd like to know whether it's in that one also, because it's in the King James and it's in um, Exodus, Genesis. Exodus. Exodus. Exodus, chapter six, verse three. 
Eric, I'm so glad you came on the call. This is really has been a great call tonight. Thank you, yes. Sonia. Yes. And I appeared unto Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob by the name of Almighty God, but by my name, Jehovah, was I not known unto them. Good. Yeah, great. Because that, that's an important scripture, right? Okay. But by my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them. <coughs> so it's showing that even in Exodus, in the very beginning of time, that his name, he made his name known right from the beginning. Yeah. Okay. And then there's 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 another one in the King James in Isaiah. Uh, there's two in Isaiah. And I'll read them. Um, it says, and in that day, what Bible? What Bible do you read? This is the King James. Okay. Um, if you want me to tell you which one it is, it's in Isaiah 12 and 2. Twelve two, yeah. yeah. Behold, and God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He is also my salvation. Yeah, here this one here they use Lord God instead of Lord Jehovah. That's okay. <laughs> not really. Yeah, it is. Okay, and that down in Isaac, why'd they take it out? Why'd they change it? This book is before, this book is before King James. King James changed things because they were pointing their fingers at uh, the king because the king, uh, uh, the king wasn't uh, 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 holy. Well, maybe, maybe this was. You know, they they say they were translating before King James, but what I'm trying to say here, King James took out God's name, Jehovah, in many many places also, and so even be if they have before that, apparently God's name Jehovah was in the original Bibles way back when over seven thousand times, so if they've taken it out. And the King James Version has taken it out in a lot of places because it's only here four times. Uh, again, down in Isaiah 26, when you go a little further, Isaiah 26 and 4, it's again in the King James Version, 26 and 4. And it says, yeah. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Okay. Just showing that it, it you know, it, it is in four times in the King James Version, so at least we know they acknowledge that his name is Jehovah. Yeah. And and, and it says in Psalms eighty three eighteen, Jehovah is the most high over all the earth. Yeah. Jesus stressed that it was important to use God's name. He said, you know, call on the name of Jehovah. Not call on the name of the Lord or call on the name of God, but call on the name of Jehovah. And you'll notice in the Bible that Jehovah is in capital letters. 
Right? Yeah. Well, that's important. That's why I was asking was with this Bible, you know, what about God's name, you know, which is the most important thing because Satan doesn't want us to know God, you know. And you mentioned Jehovah and most people just, oh, you know, just shiver. Just then there's a scripture in the Bible that says that the Satan shivers at the name of God and Jesus. You know. Yep. What about the other word? Um, starts with a J yeah. as well. Yahweh? Yes. That's how they, it, his name was spelt in Hebrew and Greek because they didn't use vowels back then. In Hebrew and Greek, over Hebrew anyway, they didn't use Greek. I don't know much about language, but I know they didn't use the vowels, so it's same with Jesus. I don't know exactly how Jesus' name was spelled, but it wasn't J-E-S-U-S. I'm no, it's sure. Yeshua. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know, Eric. Yeshua. Okay. Yeshua. But no, the old timers used to tell me the, the, to stay away the from the king. Y-A-H, the Y A H is Yah, which is which is uh, 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 like uh, God, right? Like uh, Yahweh, Yahshua. Um, yeah. e, the E L also, like Emmanuel. Uh, e L is also um, God. Uh, here's here's a, a sad part about this, but you know Superman. Superman's name was Cal El, and then there was Jor El, which was his dad. They're 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 mocking they're mocking God in a oh, sense, yeah. Oh, yeah. like L E L. So Y A H like Yahweh, and Yahoshua. But because uh, Greek doesn't have, uh, um, what was it, a J, in their in their uh, um, in their pronunciations, it was uh, Isis instead yeah, of I Jesus. Heard of that one. Yeah, I heard of that one. And also, I just want to add, old-timers have told me to stay away from King James Bible. Go to the older one, because that will yeah. tell you the truth. Yeah. Stay away from the new the new King James. It's It's got 1,200 things wrong with it. 1,200, 1200 scriptures are, are, uh, are changed for the, uh, for the uh, New World Order. The NIV is corrupted. Um, the RSV is corrupted. The Amplified is corrupted. Um, I still got to study the New Standard Bible there, the one that uh, Chuck Misler and his buddy put together there. Uh, they went they went back to uh, Greek text and uh, Hebrew text uh, and also the Dead Sea Scrolls. Let me interrupt you. The one that Janine is using, she's, I guess she's getting it online. 
is the stuff that she's the, the one that she's using. It, would that be correct? Janine, I'm putting you on the spot. I don't know what where you're getting your stuff from. Your info. But if you could kindly tell Eric. He probably has himself on mute. Sonia, do you remember? Yeah. Um, well, as long as it's King James in Geneva, everything's good. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is. Sonia I uses the word system when it's the way of the world. No, let, let Janine tell you where she, where she is getting her info online. No, yeah. no, Bible, Bible Hub. Yeah, Bible I go to Gateway. Hub. Yeah, so there's there's Bible, there's Bible Hub and there's also Gateway. Um, there's and also... They also list different Bibles, you know. They'll go through King James, New King James, NIV. You know, yeah. it'll be like 15 different Bibles with all slightly different texts of what they're saying, but they're all trying to say that they're saying all the same thing. But we want to make sure that we get to the right Bible that they didn't change stuff. That's the reason oh, I brought... That's the reason I end up saying what I said, what Bible you're using online. Well, this is why it takes real deep, deep study, Cheyenne, I believe, because when... You look back into, like, um, I'm just looking at some information here. Um, you know, Moabite stones, um, caves and tunnels and things that have things written on them back then, way back, like thousands of years, 2,500 years ago, okay? There's certain scriptures and things on stones and on walls and stuff like that that use God's name back then. And, and, you know, so this is this is way back. This is way back before any of these Bibles that we're, we're looking at now. You know, so this is where it takes deep study to, to look at scriptures, you know, whether you can look at museums, you know, and, and look at the things that, you know, that they've discovered and find out, you know, what the writings were back then and, um, you know, what the writings are now in the Bible sort of thing. So it's... It's very hard for somebody just to, to say, okay, what's what's the correct Bible nowadays? It takes deep study, just like everything. Else. Well, no, I, wasn't, I wasn't cutting Janine down. Oh, no, please no, 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 no. Please don't take that. I was just trying to cut through half of this as far as the right Bible to study. No, we studying. just, we, we, look, if we're going to study, you might as well study the correct way. We don't want any false information. So that's all, that's, you're right. trying to, yeah, that's all you're trying to say, Cheyenne. Make sure we get the wording right because we know correct. by common law that the words are very important. Thank you, Janine. Thank you. That's all yeah, I that's think. Yeah, that's why you guys got to study from uh, Geneva or King James. 1611. Okay. That's it. Okay. Those are infallible right now, and they're and and they're they're truth. I got the 1611. Yeah, that's a good Bible to read from. Yeah. Thank you for that, Eric. Really appreciate it. I thank Eric for coming on. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, my wife and I just ordered. Uh, uh, 
a King James by Holman. It's a, a study Bible, and uh, I can't wait to see that one. That one's expensive, hundred bucks. But it's got pictures. It's got uh, uh, colored, colored, colored lettering and stuff like that. Yeah, well, it's the same as I've got the um, what is it, King James version? But and it's got it's beautiful. It's all, you know, it's got the sticky pages. It's got the shiny pages, not the dull pages. The shiny pages, and is it is it the one with um, Jesus on the front holding a lamb? Oh, I'm not sure. Okay, yeah. Well, that was that. That was like I think, yeah, that was like a hundred and fifty dollars for me for that one. Oh yeah, is it a, a study Bible Holman? It's probably the same one. Then. Oh no, it's not a study. I ah, actually, it's got all these other references in it, and. Um, I took it to Bible study and there was a young man there, you know, he's in his probably early 30s and he's, you know, he was, he had drug and alcohol addiction and everything like that and he's, and he's come back to God and he, and I took this Bible to Bible study and he said, oh my goodness, he said, this is a really good Bible, can you, can you tell me? Um, you know where you got it from, and anyway, I looked online. I found the best one, so I actually, I actually bought it for him. Awesome. <coughs> There's. Uh... I'll find out which one it is. Hang on, I got to go get it. Well, so far I opened up my Bible. And it says, Prince, I am, by the grace of God, King of Great Britain, France, and Ireland. Nice. I don't care about that one. I think I'm going to have to read this. It has Adam and Eve, and it says God on top. Oh, and then it has all kind of history. Yeah, the one I've got, it's called the Keepsake, the Keepsake Family Bible. And it's uh, King. You can only get it in the King James version, as far as I know. Good. Huh. Yeah, I don't know about this one. I guess it depends to a lot of what you want to believe, you know. <clears throat> Because I was just looking at some information here about the King James Version. And um, I'm reading here that uh, the scripture in First John 5 and 7, I think everybody's familiar with this scripture. Okay, uh, In the King James Version, it says, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. 
and it says, yet these words did not appear in any of the very early copies of the Bible. They were added by someone who is trying to support the Trinity teaching. So clearly... Where? In 1 John 5 and 7, it says for these three... 1 John 5 and 7. Yeah. I'll look that up right now. Well, you know what? That's another thing. What we're reading, do we... Being that they already changed so many things in the books, are are we reading the correct thing? And, And that goes back to what I mentioned earlier. Was it a man that changed all this like they normally do? Well, it would have to be men, yeah. But because China does say at the very end of the Bible in Revelations, it says if anyone changes anything in this book, his 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 um, portion of life you know, will be added or taken away depending on what he has done to this Bible. So anybody that does change it, so he put that warning there because he knew that people, you know, men and women would try to change it and would make changes to it. And, it, and it's quite obvious, and that's the way Satan's working is trying to confuse us, and this is what's causing the problem with different religions, um, different beliefs, you know, and, and, and people studying different Bibles because the, the words can make a difference and, and, and lead us astray. So that's that's the problem. Yeah, it's, it's men that have changed it for unselfish reasons, or for selfish reasons, obviously. Um, the Geneva Bible has four. There are three which beat record in heaven. No, bear record in heaven, sorry. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. They are one. Yeah. Just give me one second. I'm just looking some things up here, too, some differences. Okay, I'm reading here the Jehovah's Witness Bible. Well, here, here's the uh, here's the other verse right after that. And there are three which bear record in the earth the spirit, and the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. So, that would have to uh, correlate to uh, Jesus when uh, the blood was separated, when the water came out of him. The blood and water were separated when they when they speared him. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm reading here also, Eric. Can I read what it says here in the Jehovah's Witness Bible? For three are three witness bearers, the spirit, the water, and the blood, and the three are in agreement. Yeah. But like I say, the King James Version says that these three bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. Yeah. So that would that could believe, you know lead a person to believe that the three are one, like the Trinity teaching um, promotes that the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost in Jesus Christ are, are all one. And yet the 
other one's saying here that these these three, you know, are in agreement. You know. Yeah, no, you're missing out here. Uh, and there are three which bear record in the earth. That's different. Because uh, verse 7 is, for there are three which bear record in heaven. One's the earth, which is the spirit, and the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. That's two different things here. And here's nine, which is really important. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he testified of his son. Mm-hmm. Showing that they're not, they're not one, like as one being. But the Trinity teaching is teaching that the three are one. They are. Not as not not as like a husband and wife. You know, here we go. We we go into the Trinity again too. But you know, here's here's what here's what I would do. Is okay. Check out this scripture. Then it's talking about First John five and seven, and go back into history, okay, and find out whether the King James version, whether this is true record of First John five and seven, and you said that uh, the one the Geneva Bible said the same thing, and these three are one. Yep. King James well, says uh, these three are one also. Well, apparently they're. They're saying here that that um, yet these words do, these words do not appear in the very early copies of the Bible. So Who the says very, that? The very early copies. Which which book are you reading? From Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, Jehovah's Witness. Do not read that book. That's that's farcity, man. I've been trying to tell you the only. Well, books I, I could tell you not to read James and Jesus. I could tell you not to read, read the Holy Bible, throw you, throw the King James Version in the garbage. Now, that wouldn't be very nice. We're studying here. So, how, how, can, how can you say that what I'm reading... How can you say that what I'm reading is wrong when, uh, when there, there's so much, you know, like uh, that I've been learning and teaching that uh, uh, the King James Version... Uh, teaches like for example you're going to go to hell and hell is a fiery tormented place you know and no hell is a grave well i know that but i mean this is what through you know what what we have been learning and in by using the king james version that's what what a lot of people have have learned is um, you know all these doctrines that that are false and things like that and if you start well no people didn't People have been taught that hell is the fiery place, and mm-hmm. hell is only a grave. Jesus, when when he was, went into that uh, that tomb, he was in hell, in a grave. Yes. that's all. Yes, yes. But what and I'm, and what he I'm slept, to say, what slept I'm for three days yeah. and three nights. Yeah, I know. But what I'm trying to say, like, first of all, to me, the most important thing is God's name. If they're going to take God's name out of the Bible when it should have been in there over 7,000 times, what's that tell you? That, that's very serious. That's the most serious issue right there. 
So I think that that should be study, something that one would study is about God's name and find out, you know, how many times is it supposed to be in the Bible? Don't you think that's most important about anything and everything else right at this moment? If you want to find the, the right Bible, that's what I would be researching is God's name because who do we have to account to is God and his son. And we have to See, find the, uh, the Jehovah's Witness Bible, they've taken out 120 texts, taken it out. Well, that's okay. Maybe they have. But maybe maybe they've they've taken it out because it shouldn't have been there in the first place. No, they've taken it out so that uh, uh, so that they can uh, promote their own doctrine. Well, that's what you say. But that's not what I say. It's what is. Well, who said that? Somebody has to have said it. The I mean, world says. Who's researched it? Yeah, like who's researched that and who can prove that? You know, that's. I, 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 I I don't I don't uh, 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 who who is it that says uh, Satan and Jesus are brothers? Is it the Jehovah's Witness? No, I don't think so. But this is what I mean. This is what we need to study. Like, don't you think that would be the most important thing to study? Would be would be God's name first. You know, do the research. You know, check back into whether it be Dead Sea Scrolls or, you know, whatever um, information we can get at museums. Um, that's the research that, you know, we need to be finding out is, was it back in Isaiah? You know, how many times was his name in Isaiah? Because there's lots of documents out there and lots of artifacts that show the scriptures of Isaiah. And yet when we look into the King James Version, for example, it's only God's name is only there twice when it should be there tons of times because of the old document. That's where they get their information from is the old scrolls. And and they're not in these Bibles. These Bibles have taken it out. So, you know, right then and there, the King James Version to me is not worthy because they've taken out God's name in, in, in thousands of places. So, and if the Geneva Bible has done the same thing, you know, if God's name's only in there a couple of times, then there, I don't know if I can believe the rest of it either. So that's what we need to check on. I think is the most important thing is God's name first of all. Before we, and we want to find out a Bible that you know, find out about God's name first, because what a way to take people down is by taking God's name away, and and people won't recognize His name, and we have to call on His name. When we need him, we want him. We just don't call God. We've got to use his name. Like when we call on Jesus, we call Jesus. You know, and if I needed your help, Eric, I'd call you. I wouldn't say, hey, man, because there's many of them out there. There's many, many men out there. But there's, there's only one true, real God. There's only one true, real Jesus. So what, what, did, what did Jesus teach you how to pray? Do you remember? Our Father, yeah. not Yahweh or uh, Jehovah. Let your name be known. Okay? Uh, hallow thy name. Hallow what name? That's what he taught us to pray is hallow God's name. Hallowed be his name. Yeah. yeah. Hallowed be his name. No, no, we're praising his name. Yeah. God's name. Jehovah. 
Hallowed be his name. Hallowed be thy name. Yeah. And and whose name is that? Praise his holy name. Whose? The Father's name. Exactly. Jehovah. And it's in the it's in the, the, the model prayer. Right? Yeah. So that's why I'm saying that's the most important. If you if you want to find you know, the truth about these Bibles, I would think that God's name is the most important than anything else in them. Anything else. And if they've taken God's names uh, out of the Bible, then that's the worst thing they could do. That's the worst thing they could do. That's like taking Jesus' name out and replacing it with something else, or someone else's name, or a title. You know, and then they've taken God's name out and they're just replacing it with a title. So, because that's what Satan wants. Satan doesn't want us to to recognize, you know, God as he is. You know, like in Psalms 83, it says, let men know that Jehovah is the most high over all the earth. The well, one, the one and only one of, true God. One, one of the things you have to remember, God is deity. You can't just say, uh, hey, Jehovah, how's it going there, uh, buddy? You can't. No, out of respect, you wouldn't talk to him that way. That's right. That's why you call him the Father. No, but we also are to be his friend. Remember, Abraham was his friend. And he says, I come using the name Jehovah that they don't know. You know, they don't know the name Jehovah, but he's coming using the name Jehovah that they didn't know. And he and he was making his, God's name known too, our God Jehovah, our Father. Remember, remember how how uh, 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 what's his name Moses was told to tell uh, the people, tell them I am mm-hmm. sent you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't say Jehovah. Not at that time. No. No. No, he said, I am. And a lot of times he's, he calls himself other things, the mighty counselor. And in, in the King James Bible, the minute you see L-O-R-D in all capital letters, that is the name of Yahweh, Je- uh, Jehovah. Yeah, they've replaced it with a capital Lord. They've replaced it. What's wrong with that? Well, that's not the original way it was to be. It was supposed to be Jehovah. And they changed it, just enough to cause confusion. It's not well, it's not confusing to me if I know who my God is. Well, you want to call him Lord, and you want to read the Bible that, that you know doesn't carry his name like it should back. This is what we need to be studying. What about, what about Paul? Lord, who art thou? I am Jesus, the one you persecute. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Eric, I, you know, I, I see your points, too, and stuff like that, but that's that's my points too, you know. That no, no, I understand. Yeah, they should they should have probably kept it the original text and stuff, but uh, the closest text you're ever going to get are going to be the Geneva Bible and the King James. I don't agree. I don't agree. Jehovah's Witnesses have put God... You don't? No, I don't. Watch uh, Walter V. You'll, you'll, you'll see, you'll see, you'll see uh, how, how corrupt... I, I watched... Bible. 
Is that the one that you sent me a while back? I watched probably a little over half of it. Well, you should have watched the whole thing. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I've, you know, seen things that I know, like I say, for example, just God's name alone. God's name to me is the most important thing. And if they've taken that out... Um, then you don't believe that Jesus is your Lord? Oh, of course I do. I well, know, I'm talking about Jesus. He is not, God. I'm, I'm not talking about Jesus. This is God. I'm talking about God's name, you know. They've taken it out. And like I say, if we're going to pray, we pray to God through Jesus. We we pray to God, our Father. I'll our put Jesus. it this way. All we have right now is the King James Bible and the Geneva Bible. No, Those are the don't. only two books. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. No. No, we, we, I, I'm not going to sit and argue with you about it all night. No, well, you're reading a Jehovah's Witness book. That's that's blasphemy in the highest. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. That's your opinion. Well, do your studying. Well, I just thought I'd leave you with that thought. You know, if um, if they're taking taking, you know, God God is the most important. Our to us, you know, and and if they're blaspheming his name and and taking his name out of the Bible, then they're doing exactly what he said not to do. Do not remove anything from from the scrolls. And and the the worst thing they could do is take out his name. And they're doing that. So, like I said, the best thing to do is to research, you know, dig back into the, you know, history and as far as Bibles and artifacts and find out how far back God's name goes and how often it was written. And it was in the original Bibles in over 7,000 times. That's pretty heavy duty. That's a lot. Jesus wanted to make God's name known. He said he said to that before just before he was going to die when he was praying to God by himself and they have record in the in the Bible here saying that Jesus said, "Father, I have made your ma- your name known, and I will make it known." Now, why would he say that? Using his name, it's not. I am not going to make just you known, and I will continue to make you known. I have made your name known, and I will make it known. That was the most important thing to Jesus was to make his father's name and his purpose known. And because he's the only one and only God, he can't just be called a God or a Lord. He has to be called by his name. And he expects us to know his name. Like, you know, your father's name and I know my mother's name. But, you know, we have to know God's name too because there's just too many gods that we can't just say, oh, I'm praying to God. What God? Use my name if you're praying to your mother, you know, you know who your mother is, but you know what I mean. I don't know. Anyway, we'll, I'll research that more. We'll have another discussion on it. I'll um, I'll dig up uh, artifacts and scrolls and museums and places, and then we'll dig back. Let's go back into history. Great, great conversation. Let's go back into history. Okay. Let's get this get this straight. This is important. 
You show me. I'm looking up Jehovah yeah. Witness stuff. You take up. You take up for me, and I'll and I'll take up, and we'll 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 make this a goal. Let's dig back into history and find out, um, you know, how we can pull this up. And Jehovah Witnesses was founded by uh, uh, Freemasons. Well, I. I don't, I don't know about that because I, I, I don't, I don't know about that. I can't say, but I'm not. I don't want to get into, you know. I'm not trying to discriminate one religion or, or, you know, encourage another. And I, I don't do that very often. Even mention that. I try to go into the Bible, use the scriptures, and let people make their own decisions. But I, when we got talking about God's name, okay, this is a little bit different. Okay. I have to use, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses as an example because it's Jehovah's name, you see. And they do have Jehovah's name back into the Bible 7,000 times. Now, that can't be because they're just trying to promote themselves. Jehovah's name is in the King James Version. Jehovah's name is in the Geneva Bible. Jehovah's name is in many, many, many other Bibles. So it's not that they're trying to promote something for themselves. They're trying to promote God's name, Jehovah. So, so why would they make all kinds of predictions that uh, that well, never come to pass? Yeah, I I don't I'm not getting into that tonight because we're we're you know we're, then we're going to get into a whole new ball game. No, yeah. I'm just discrediting everything uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses stand no, for. No, you, you want to? Yeah, yeah, I know. There's a couple that uh, that's cool about them, but yeah. uh, well, we as can far do that. as uh, Spreading out the true gospel, gospel yeah. they're not. We we can we can do that on on you know on on specific days, Eric. You know we can talk about certain things, predictions, or um, the other day I was talking about blood transfusions and stuff, which a lot of other um, you know Jehovah's Witnesses are really strict on blood transfusions. But I was trying to give the talk not so much pointing to Jehovah's Witnesses, but pointing to the scientific issues and the biblical issues. And not saying anything about Jehovah's Witnesses. I'm not trying to promote or downgrade any religions. All I want to do is study the Bible, share what I learn with others, and then they, they can come to their own conclusions. But when you're sitting there, you know, telling uh, me and others that the King James Version and the Geneva Bible are the true Bibles, well, I can't agree there. And, I, and I'm just telling you why. And the main reason is, is because of God's name. So I, I don't want to get into the discussion of, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses at this time. I'm just talking about God's name, the Bible, and, and the history of the Bible, and, and who's taken out God's name and why. And has, you know, is it true that the original Bible should have Jehovah's name in there over 7,000 times? So Look, this is uh, what... One of the good things about Jehovah's Witnesses, don't, they don't uh, uh, allow symbols like crosses to be worshipped. Uh, they don't do Christmas, which is good. Yeah, I found them to be quite different, you know, and and like I say, all through my... Christmas is a pagan holiday. Mm-hmm. All through my studies, Eric, I'm not trying to um, push Jehovah's Witnesses on anyone, and very, very seldom do I mention it because I just want this to be a study where people can make up their own minds, and if somebody asks my opinion, I'll give it. But I'm I'm not trying to. What what day, what day do they uh, 
Do they go to the Kingdom Hall? Uh, Sundays, Tuesdays, uh, could be any days week they have assembly. Why not the Sabbath? What uh, day do you call the Sabbath? Saturday. Oh, okay. Well, that's another conversation, too, in itself. Um, yeah, it's all... No, the, <laughs> like I say, it's another subject. It's a deep subject. The Sabbath is is a deep sub, subject. The Ten Commandments, you know, being under the old law, and Jesus Christ being the new covenant, the new law. You know what I mean? That's that's another deep subject. So, right. what about yeah. the old law? What about the old law of give your first son, sacrifice your first son to God? Who did that? It's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. You never sacrificed your first son. Mm, okay, okay. Who? Who? Hey. Who's talking? Hello? Just finding it for you. Exodus 13.2 Consecrate to me every firstborn male. The first offspring of every womb among the Israelites belong to me, whether human or animal. So dedicate to me every firstborn among the Israelites. Oh, King James, sanctify unto me all the firstborn. Whatsoever open up the womb among the children of Israel, born of man and beast, it is mine. Yeah. First fruits. You didn't say sacrifice it. Kill it. Well, Spread its blood on the altar. You never said that. No. No, it's consecrate or dedicate or sanctify. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like uh, um it'd be like uh Solomon uh it'd be like uh um who? Um, Zachariah, John, Baptist. Um, is that oh, like uh, Isu? Is Am- that would that be like Isu and um, the other one? Pardon? Is that like Isu? Esau. 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 Uh, you know how how the older one was. Oh, was supposed to get the blessing, yeah, but he's he. And God hated him because he traded it for a bowl of soup. That's right. He he, he actually he actually traded it for um um it, he actually traded it for. Well, they call it a bowl of soup, but it could have been stew. It, it it's actually well, it's actually red red. That's Venison. how it's actually. Yeah, no, it's red red, and it's but, I knew that ven- I knew that ven- I knew. Ven- venison means a uh, uh, big game. Meat. Venison means no, meat. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't venison. In the old text, it's it just says red, red. In the very old text, you get the you get um because I went to a um a guy who did the Bible uh, Bible study and he studied under a um oh, an old scholar for like twelve years. I've got to think. Of it, it. It's like it's like Eve didn't eat the apple; she ate a fruit. 
of the tree of 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 knowledge of good and evil. It, it, it disobeyed. It was a meal that he really liked. It was a meal that uh, his dad really liked also. Mm-hmm. Jacob? No, not Jacob, sorry, Isaac. But yeah, whatever red red is. Well, red red are the desires of the flesh, so he traded it for the desires of the flesh. Yeah, uh, yeah, not not of God, right? That's right, because because whether whether you claim it as venison, whether you claim it as red meat, whether you whatever you claim it as, it's it's not a spiritual thing. It's actually a physical thing. So he desired the physical. Thing, and he gave up his birthright in the spiritual for the physical. You know, it's the same as Jesus said, be in this world but not of it, you know, or whatever. You know. Be in this world, do not be part of it, yeah. Do not be part of it. You know, don't... The desires of the world are passing away. The desires, the desires. So red, red, that's what it actually meant, a desire, a physical desire. So he actually gave up his... They actually... Um, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get the correct word for it in um, Greek or Hebrew. Um, oh, just let me think. I'll think about it in a sec. Um Yeah, it was a bowl of stew. Or a... It, 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 the correct word is ha-adam, ha-adam. That's it. So, and ha-adam, ha-adam actually means red, red. But what it actually means is, the, you know, desires of the world, desires of the flesh. Yeah. So that's what it means, ha-adam, ha-adam. That's how it's actually said. And it's great to, it's great. He, this, um... I can't try to remember this guy's name. Hang on, I'll just re- I'll ring somebody who came with me at the time. He he should remember. No, I remember you saying that. Ah, dumb, ah, dumb. Red, red. Yeah. I remember you yeah. saying that. Yeah. It, it, was, it was venison. And the word venison means meat of large game. Venison. Venison, yeah. Game as product of the hunt. Especially deer, large boar. 
You guys still there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Eric, when you come on next week, do you want to gather some information up? Um, I noticed on the chat here everybody's going, Freemasons, oh, Freemasons, I didn't know that. Do you want to gather some information up and share what you've learned? You know, maybe uh, some history or something where you figure that they started... Walter Walter Veith explains it all. Like I said, I've gone through hundreds uh, of his, and and yeah. So but you, you can't you can't. Explain. But you guys all gotta watch the two fourteen, changing of the word. That's the most important one to watch. Like I said, I've seen it, but to me, he doesn't go back you, that you, far. You didn't see it all. You told me. No, no, I didn't. He, he talks, he still praises the King James Version, and right, right where I've just stated about taking God's name out right there just just stops it for me, because I know that the King James but, Version... But that's, that's not as bad as, as, as what the other books have done, what they've done to the other books. Well, I, can, I don't think you can get my They, they actually from... take away the deity of Christ. They take away the resurrection. Yeah, okay. Literally. Yeah, okay, I hear you. It's disgusting. What yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Because my uncle, my uncle bought me a beautiful uh, NIV uh, quite a few years back. And uh, when I was studying the Bible... Uh, a fella told me that there was pieces missing out of it. I said, what? Yeah, there's verses missing. I'm like, okay, show me. So we went through a couple of pages. Sure enough, it wasn't there. It was taken out. But in comparison to what? The King James? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said. And and not only that, it it, it, it skips it. Right, totally. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna. Uh, uh, there's websites that you can go see that show you all the uh, all the ones that are missing. And and now the new the new ones the new NIVs say uh, uh, certain scriptures uh, added this verse. And then and and then and then they put it in. So how do you study from a book that says, "Oh, but other books have this in it"? Such BS. It's disgusting beyond be disgusting.
Well, I was just wondering if you could just tell me a little bit more about that, where you got that, you know, there's so much to study, Eric, like I, you know, um, and like I said, I've already went through some of this. Um, I think Another thing they've done, they've used a six-letter Savior, S-A-V-I-O-R, mm-hmm. instead of a seven-letter Savior, S-A-V-O-U-R, I-O-U-R. The NIV uh, don't use the 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 word Je- the name Jehovah. Well, we'll see where next week takes us. Oh yeah. You got to watch that whole episode. I sh- I told you. You'd be you'd be shocked. The New World Translation, same thing. They've taken out 120 texts out of it. Like I said, I don't think that I I I'm shocked that they can take um, God's name. They did seven thousand times out of out of the Bibles. Seven thousand. All they've done was uh, printed the Lord in capital letters. That means Yahweh. No, Lord doesn't mean Yahweh. <laughs> Lord. My Lord. My Lord. Lord doesn't mean Yahweh because Jesus Christ was called Lord and, and many others were called Lord, but there's only one, one that's called Jehovah. And you don't take Jehovah's name and change it to a Lord. There we go. Genesis 4.1. The NIV reads, With the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. That's disgusting. What was that? What scripture was that? Genesis 4.1 in the NIV reads, With the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Help is not in the original text. Young's literal translation more corrects reads, I have gotten a man by Jehovah. Just give me a sec, okay? Yeah, and this, this one here from the witnesses says, I have produced a man with the aid of Jehovah. Eve became pregnant, and she gave birth to Cain. And she says, I have produced a man with the aid of Jehovah. Later, she gave birth to her brother, his brother, Abel. Now, let me read in the King James. And I know it's going to say, Lord. The aid of the Lord. Now, what Lord? Um, yeah, it just it says the Lord all the time. Um, four and one. I go, and Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, 
I have gotten a man from the Lord. And in the psalm, it, you know, talks about the Lord. And then even when you get in talking about Jesus Christ, you know, when Jesus came on the earth, you know, it, it gets confusing because, hey, the Lord said to the Lord, you know, what Lord are they talking about? They're talking about Jesus, and they're talking about God. Jesus is talking about God, and then he's talking about Lord. So what Lord's he talking about? You know, is he talking about a king on the earth? Um, you know, or Lord God, or but one thing I you like you said, um, Eric. Yes, they in most places that I know of in the King James, they have put God, Lord, the Lord in capital letters. So that yeah. was that was a way to distinguish that it is our God, but they took out his name. It's supposed to be his name there. Why did they do that? Over, you know, approximately 7,000 times. That, that's serious. That's a serious change. Satan is trying to make it so many women won't use the name God, you know, God's name, the Lord. And that's the most important name that we, like I said, that we we need to use. That's more serious than anything. I I believe. Well, my friends, I thank you so much for coming. Um, there's just Janine and Cheyenne and Eric, three of us. Um, I gotta get up at five. Yeah, what are you doing this live? Thank you, thank you, Sonia. Oh, you're welcome. I'm, I'm, That's wonderful. I I I put I posted that guy up. The man's name is Shane Willard. Now Shane's been taught um, by a pastor. Willard. Okay, Eric, I, I have Walter's name down here, and I've got Shane. Will I? Yeah. Yeah, I've got his name, so. And uh, I'm, I'm going to do more study, you know, on, on, on God's name. And I would have used to study more on, you know, but... Um, I'm not sure what to subject to talk about next week. You know, the Bible is a good one. You know, maybe we'll just have a study on on the Bible. You know, um, changes and um, additions and original taxes. You know, maybe we can do some some research in in history. You know. And we have to go back further than just the King James Version. Like, you know, uh, the world likes to believe that the King James Version is the Bible, you know, but I don't believe it is. Um, And I've got other reasons why, and I'm not going to get into it tonight, but maybe next week I'll uh, explain some things that I've learned where, uh, you know, King James changed things, you know, for his benefit. 
you know, and, uh, you know, whatever else. I've got other theories, but I won't say them right now because I'm not 100% sure, but we have to dig a little deeper, you know, as you basically said yourself, um, Eric, you know, King James is, you know, can change too, eh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you got to read the Geneva Bible to see what what they've what they've changed. Oh, I'll check it out. I'll check the Geneva Bible out. I'm sure I can get get it online, can't I? Like, I mean, I'm not going to go out and buy it. Yeah, it's Bible Gateway. Bible Gateway. Bible Gateway. Yeah, I believe that's what it's called. Hang on. Yeah, Bible Gateway. Yeah, I'll check it out. It's got every version in it. Well, Eric, thanks for coming. Thank you for everything and getting getting our minds rolling and getting stimulated in a godly way. And Janine, thanks for coming. And Cheyenne, still on. And Jeannie and Matthew and guest five said goodbye. Leo's must have just come on, Leo. You were down at the bottom of my thing here. I didn't even notice you were there. <laughs> Hi, Leo. Oh, Leo's on? Yeah. If you guys want to talk for an hour, but i got to get up at 5 o'clock. Sure, just end the recording. No, I don't have to. End. Well, I mean, if you want me to end it, you can talk in the private. Yeah. You prefer that? Hi, Leo. I'm I'm sorry that I gotta leave. I gotta get up early, like I said. Um, takes me an hour to wind down. Well, thank you, Janine. Okay, Eric. Thank you. Um, Leo says he's just listening. Well, Leo, I'm I'm just gonna head out because. Uh, We've been on since about seven, and where were you? <laughs> You're late. Yeah, Leo, if you want to call me, go ahead. <laughs> Leo's saying goodnight all. I'm sorry, Leo. Yeah, i got to get up early. God bless you all. God bless all right. you. Afterwards. Thanks, Eric. You have a safe night. You too. Okay.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.